Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kenneke. Today's show is very special because we're talking about the 3DS, and my guest is Matt Jiggy-san Jaguer. Hello, Matt. Hello, Chase. It's great to have you back. How you, how you doing? Oh, uh, the I'm last, good. The last episode we had, I can't remember what specifically we were talking about. I think I it was PAX East. Was it PAX East? Yeah, that the, happened. The last, the last, uh, the last convention thing that happened ever before before quarantine. That's right. Uh, yeah, wow. we'll have to date this. Uh, yeah, I'm holding up well in self isolation in the outskirts of Boston. Good, uh, good. I, I, luckily, I'm in a place where I can at least go outside, and there's not people around all the time, so I can just walk around and. Clear my head. A little but, jealous. I don't have that. Well, <laughs> well, James Taylor got canceled this year, so I'm not mm, going to that. Well, A- AEW got canceled for me, so you know, oh. we we all we all have our crosses to bear. Damn. Um, well, it's great to have you on. Uh, this is going to be hopefully a fun episode, probably a long episode because it's one with me and an episode <laughs> of Gamers on the Go. But um, we've been wanting to do this episode for a few months now, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's on the 3DS. And and the reason we're doing this show in the first place is the uh, the 3DS at this point, I think we can safely say is is finished <laughs> for the most part. Yes, for, it's for, like it's they're only producing one of their systems yeah. now at this point, um, and barely that. The the Switch has been such a, such a success. And Nintendo's third pillar uh, idea that they've had forever. Second uh, pillar. Sorry, sec- we're second, at two second pillars pillar now, now, and yes. now we're at one. I'm I'm thinking back to the Game Boy Advance, GameCube, DS. We'll this, never give up we'll, the Game Boy. Yeah, we'll it's, we'll always have Game these been around three forever. pillars, and like fuck that. You know, you're never gonna do that. And then they happened totally <laughs> yeah. again with the Switch. Like, no, we're gonna support the 3DS even when the Switch is out. Like, you're fucking not. And then they didn't. <laughs> um, so they did anyway. For a bit. Uh, and they still do. To be fair, you can still download stuff at the time of this recording. You, you can still buy can. stuff on the eShop. They there, still have music on the eShop. There That's are, a bonus. There are new Vita games coming out this month, Matt. I just want to let I you know, know that. I know. I not mean, not saying that life. you should buy them or play them, but they are coming out. There are more. There they're are not, more. They're Vita not making games. those memory cards anymore. Uh, That's what they're not doing. There are more Vita that games than help. there are Stadia games coming out. <laughs> ouch but we're here to talk about the 3ds um it's it's one of my favorite systems of all time and Mm. uh, i think i think we just kind of wanted to give it a a proper send-off by by kind of discussing it do a bit of a retrospective on it and then talking about our favorite games for the system and to Mm. to get a little competition in here i think we're going to try to compile maybe like the top 25 games for for the 3ds (laughs) we'll get to that part though first uh, we should just talk about the 3DS in general for people who aren't as familiar with it or, or want to know a little bit more. Uh, the 3DS is part of the eighth generation of consoles, which is a weird, arbitrary thing that people have come yeah. up with. Um, <laughs> it came out in North America, at least, March 27th, 2011. I think in Japan it was a month earlier, sometime in February 2011. I think that was the f- weekend of the first PAX East when they had it at the Heinz Convention Center. I think... And yeah, I think I remember people okay. going to the GameStop that's in that uh, mall plaza that's t- connected to it to go pick it up Sunday morning on the last day. Wow. Uh, and they had they had some games playable there uh, that that PAX East. I think I remember playing uh, 
Street Fighter 4. Yep. Uh, uh, you mean version. Super Street Fighter 4 3D Super edition? Super Street Fighter 4. Yes, that one. That exact <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. Um, it was $250 when it first came out, and mm. it had, let's say, a week launch lineup. Mm. Cut, yeah, let me, pretty, pretty let me, stale. Let me run down this list of, uh, of 3DS launch titles here for you, Matt. We had three Nintendo games, three Nintendo first party Nintendo games. We had Pilot Wings Resort, Steel Diver, mm. and Nintendo Dogs and Cats. Mm. Um, I don't hear Mario or Zelda or Samus or Kirby or Animal Crossing or any of those franchises. Or, or XY Feel the Magic. Yeah, no, no Pokemon. Mm. No, no, well, yeah, no XY Feel the Magic. Oh, XXXY. Good times. Uh, and then there was some third party games. We had, as you mentioned, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition. Uh, the Sims 3, Madden NFL Football, Pro Evolution Soccer 2011 3D, Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars. Oh, whoa, hold up. Yeah, pretty great. Game changer. R- Ridge Racer 3D, Super Monkey Ball 3D, Bust a Move Universe, Samurai Warriors Chronicles, Asphalt 3D, Combat of Giants, colon, Dinosaurs 3D, Rayman 3D. You can really tell what, uh, yeah. the, what people are doing. They were going for And... It. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. Um, Whew, what a lineup! That's not that's not good. <laughs> that's not to very be fair. Good. That is that is at least like quantity wise. That mm-hmm. is a bigger lineup that there has been in. For, it is, and there's. I, I'd say like N sixty four had like three games at launch. Sure, and and it's and a very couple in the yeah. There's there's so yeah, many very kinds line, of things line. here. There's there's sports games if like football and soccer is in mm-hmm. here. Uh, there's racing games like Asphalt 3D. Uh, you had you had a um, good strategy game with Ghost Recon. Well, yes, we'll talk more about Ghost Recon. Oh, um, I'm sure we will. I mean, you had you had your more casual stuff with with Nintendo's Cats. Uh, Pilot Wings was was yeah the sequel to, be like to a, Pilot Wings. Right, yeah. To Pilot Wings 64. Pilot Wings was a big deal when it came out, and I think it's just because, like, look at the rest of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I to remember... be fair, it was an okay Pilot Wings game. Like, the little I played of it, Yeah, it's pretty good. I played the 3D of... can be intense at times when you crank it all the way up. Sure, but, but I mean, it was uh, a showpiece. Like, you needed to show yeah. the 3D at that point. Uh, I remember playing a bit of Pilot Wings Resort at a Best Buy kiosk. And I remember I was in college at the time when when uh, the 3DS came out, and uh, the, it was the weirdest thing to me because nobody does anything at Mizzou, but uh, Nintendo was there and they set up in our little Whoa. plaza, and they had some units there that you could play with. So I played Steel Diver under a tent in the blaring hot sun, and you couldn't see anything. One because it's an underwater submarine game. And two, because just the glare of the sun, it was it was terrible. I, now, Chase, was it attached to a actual human being no. that couldn't be removed from the, the Thank, 3DS? Thankfully, no. Okay, I'm um, glad they learned their lesson. But actually, at that point, it was already after the, the system came out, because I, mm. I remember I had my 3DS with me, and the only reason I went is thinking, oh, I might be able to get some street passes here. Zero, zero street passes. Wow. Zero wow. street passes. Fuck, fuck Missouri colleges. Um, but uh, we'll talk more about Street Pass here in a second, though. Mm. So, again, that, that launch lineup's not super great. Uh, my The two games I picked up for it were Super Street Fighter IV 3D Edition and uh, Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, because that was a mm. tactics game. And I I knew I liked tactics games, because I'd played Advance Wars and things like that on the Game Boy Advance. 
but I I was not the Fire Emblem fanboy that I am now uh, because <laughs> Fire Emblem Awakening hadn't come out yet. Um, so so this I think was one of those games that really turned me on to you know these are the games you actually really like. It's not just Advance Wars. You like all of these tactical games, and uh, and then Fire you could Emblem say it was an awakening. <laughs> some some might say that. Uh, Matt, when did you get a 3DS, and what games I got did you it, for it? I got it for Christmas, okay. uh, about a year and a half later. I think it was like 2012, okay. Christmas 2012. And I only asked for one game because it looked the most interesting. Uh, if I can find it in my stack of games, it was Adventure Time. Hey, Ice King, why'd mm. you steal our garbage? They made they made the a few Adventure Time games for the 3DS. They I did, believe. and this this was the first one that came out, and it plays a lot like a uh, Legend of Zelda Link's uh, Link's Adventure, Legend of Zelda Two on oh, the NES. Oh, interesting. Uh, with the kind of like the overworld map, kind of. Uh, I don't think I can't try to remember if there were kind of like random encounters. There weren't random encounters, but you still would go to the map, and then it would be 2D side scrolling where you would unlock abilities. Sometimes it involved Jake like using his arms to punch. Uh, or ch- turn himself into a bridge so you can get to another section mm-hmm. of the overworld. And it pretty much is in the title. Uh, they're, Finn and Jake are trying to find out why the Ice King is stealing their garbage. <laughs> it's a charming, charming little game. Are we going to hear about it in the top 25 games of the 3DS? Maybe. Oh, okay. Interesting. Maybe, maybe Interesting. just maybe. Um, well, I, I remember, so so Ghost Recon Shadow Wars didn't really have that much functionality, but it was a really solid game. It was made by, uh, oh, what's his name? It's not Richard Garriott, but who the creator of XCOM, the original creator of XCOM. Oh, uh, uh, not Warren Spector. No, I need to know now. <laughs> it's Iron, Ion Storm, right? Was the, no, Firaxis was the, yeah. shit, I always, I always forget my bet, my... PC knowledge of video games. Julian Gallup. Lacking. That's it. Julian. Ah, Gallup. there you go. Yeah. Um, now that that mystery is solved, um, and I and I love that game, but I really enjoyed Super Street Fighter 3D Edition uh, quite a bit, mostly because of just the functionality it added. And and we're going to talk about all the features of the of the 3DS coming up here in a, in a second. But um, this is where Street Pass like was really cool. You'd walk by somebody and you could have your your Street Fighter team ready to go you got these statues uh for playing the game it had like a little gotcha thing but it didn't take Mm -hmm. real money you just got like points from playing the game and then you could use it to to do their little gotcha thing and get your little fighter statues and then you could pit your five statues against whoever you street passed and then you'd get more of that currency by winning those fights um, Interesting. So, so that was pretty cool, except I didn't have anybody to street pass with because I was in uh, Missouri and nobody cared. You uh, find that a lot in North America is not that many. It's not the same kind of dense uh, population that Japan and Japan right. has with it at the time with its culture of like, oh, we got to, you know, I'm always on the go. Totally. I want to play games. And that's why that get a DS. And that's why that pilgrimage to PAX East uh, happened for for a while. And it was always like, okay, great, I get to I get to bring my 3DS. I'm gonna fill out all this stuff with Street Pass. It's gonna be fantastic. And it was. It was the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's back up a little bit. Let's talk more about the 3DS and its features. Um, Big one, the 3D and the 3DS. It has stereoscopic 3D. This was the the big selling point from from the the DS like. Again, it's a dual screen system like the DS. What's what's really new here? 
oh yeah, the graphics are better, the sound is better, but the big thing is it's in 3D, man. Look at it. Uh, <laughs> no and, glasses required. Yeah, that was actually for the time pretty interesting technology it was i mean this was the time when 3d was huge everywhere i i can't remember exactly when avatar came out but but like everybody it's was 2009 okay so, yeah. so still kind of in the wake of 3d being a big deal and this non-glasses 3d that nintendo was pushing uh seemed seemed cool i mean it seemed like a like a great idea at the time that you could just have the the 3d motion you knew it was kind of a fake a quote-unquote fake 3d with the stereoscopic stuff, but yeah, but there was depth and you could see like around things and, uh, and we'll get into a few games that actually used 3d sure. in a way that was interesting. Uh, but it was, I always found it just like fascinating. And a lot of people say they, oh, I turn the 3d off. I'm like, well, I use it kind of all the time, except when I'm saving battery, uh, mm-hmm. or it's a game where it just doesn't really pop out all that much. Mine was always, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was that person. I, I found it to be mostly frustrating uh, mm. because the uh, for the original 3ds and there were addition new uh, further additions that would make it better but it was so you had to be in just the right position yeah to to see the 3d effect and if you tilted your head one way or another or if somebody tried to look over your shoulder impossible like the image is just yep. completely garbled and, and you could change the intensity at least so you, you know, yeah there was less than that a bit there was a slide and then and then you add the geo, the uh, 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 gyroscope controls totally. to some games, I like, and it's like I have to move my head with this at the same time. Like, right? Uh, like that's bullshit. It definitely helped in later editions where they add the eye tracking <laughs> when, uh, feature. When they have, when they have, yes, you have to look at this image in just the exact right way, but also there's a gyroscope on it, so you should be moving the system. Like, come on, uh, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. Uh, but it had both of those features. Some games took advantage of, of a number of those features and, and some to some pretty good effect. Uh, like we mentioned, Street Pass and also Spot Pass, which was kind of Nintendo's way of, like, it was basically just updates. or like Pretty new, much, just alerts. update, or you would get a uh, Mii visit, uh, and we should say Street Pass used Miis. You could mm-hmm. create your Mii, and uh, was there a way to, to upload it from your Wii, uh, Wii to the 3DS? I, I don't remember. think so. I think you just had to remake your Miis from, Pretty from much, the yeah. Wii on your 3DS. They had a Mii Maker function. Uh, but yeah, there would be a strat, uh, Street Pass. You had your Street Pass Plaza, and anybody you Street Passed with would show up in your plaza. They'd give you a little high five, say a little something about themselves. If you'd, if you'd met them before, you could uh, ask them questions, I think. Uh, yep. or like tell you get them, a high five tell them they were cool or something um, and see the cool hats that they were wearing and and then when you brought them in they would have some extra functionality in some street pass games that you could play and you mentioned mm-hmm. the spot pass characters which were just nintendo employees like miyamoto or Onuma reggie was in there to talk about a link between uh, worlds iwata. i think <laughs> iwata yes um yeah so you'd get those those characters in and they uh, would be—they would have some special functionality in some some of the games that you could play. But then they were also saying it was Onuma saying like, "Hey, have you thought about playing The Link Between Worlds? I've been hey, playing did that you know recently." This game came out. <laughs> yeah, weird, huh? It's my fa- new favorite game. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of those Street Pass games because those are kind of fun. It, it launched with only a couple, and then yes. it got more later. But the ones right. that started the bunny came out and it's like, hey, yeah, 
You want some 3DS, some uh, Street Pass games? That was some, how, about, how about we make a deal? That was some real Rusty's uh, real deal uh, baseball <laughs> going on with that, uh, which was interesting at the time, I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, the ones it started with were the, um, oh, I can't, the, like the dungeon one. Is that me? Uh, Metopia. Metopia. No, right? that, that was the game. That was the game that came later. Uh, uh, I think it was just like me exploration or something like that. I I probably should have done slightly more research on some of this. Um, <laughs> well, lucky for you, someone has their 3DS and find me. They can just that's look it, it into it. That's what it was. But called. there was also the uh, puzzle, the puzzle one, a find me. Yeah, yes. find uh, me. Yes. And then there I was didn't play the, much of find me. I played a lot of find me. Find me, I thought was fun because that was the that was the most robust game out of out of the gate. At least it was. You could use the the characters that you found, the people you found through Street Pass. And then you'd play a really simple RPG where those units you just kind of threw out as attacks. And the color shirt that people wore translated to different abilities that they had. So like the the if you wore a red shirt, you did a fireball attack, a magic mm-hmm. fireball. Um, if you were a white unit, I think you could um, sometimes there were you'd get to a, a room that was dark. And you needed somebody with a white shirt to come in so they could light up the room. Uh, or you need two back-to-back. Right. Because it's like a super dark room. It's like, <laughs> oh, now I got to find two people in white shirts? Come on. <laughs> like, it can get a little bit ridiculous. But the customization of all your Miis, you could get hats from this game and other right. games. And, like, it just I- got, like... I have nine street passes that I still haven't collected at my plaza. One of them had a Rob the Robot hat. Like, it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that was a that was a cool way to get hats, and it was a fun little distraction. It was it was cool to play with with different me's, and actually they'd get stronger the more times you cross paths with somebody. So you, you could bring in somebody who was just an absolutely beastly unit, and and come in and and crush and and get through some of those some of those levels. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and then Puzzle Swap was the was the other free yep. one that we got with uh, with the system, and that had these. Uh, I wouldn't really say they were puzzles. They were just panels. <laughs> and for every street pass you got, if somebody had one of those panels unlocked on their system, then they could also unlock it on your system. And there were ones that you could only get through street pass. Some you could get just by buying coins, which you get from just walking around right. with your 3DS in your body. It's like a little bit of like an accelerometer using the gyroscope. Uh, to or you could just shake it and get coins that way too mm-hmm. uh, which would also give you like bonuses in some of the games and stuff like that too so uh, i have a full list of all the games if you want to hear them all live on the air uh of what all the street pass games that oh sure have come out yeah yeah go for so, it because then because it was really just those two for a long while and then eventually they put out more that you could buy i think the only other one i bought was the slot car one and i remember not liking same it that here much. it was okay uh but yeah find me one and two yes i'm sorry i mistake that for something else i did play a, a lot of that <laughs> several times slot car rivals that was one of the new ones market crashers feed me mm-hmm. me m-i-i yeah, of course uh ninja launcher me trek like in star trek i guess <laughs> me force flower town warrior's way monster manor ultimate angler battleground z 
and puzzle swap. I That's think it. I think actually maybe I had Warriors Way too because it was I remember something where you had like armies of me's that you. I think it was kind of like almost together. like Risk or something like that. It was just like oh yeah. I have more me's to battle out this uh, other army. At, at one point I just realized that if I wasn't getting puzzle swap pieces then i didn't care anymore uh i'd gotten enough hats like i i wanted the luigi hat and i wanted the light green shirt and i that was my combo that i played most of the time so then it's like i don't need any more hats i'm fine on that um i got my waluigi hat and i haven't changed it since (laughs) uh nintendo did put out many more of those puzzle panels uh that also aligned with with games both first party and third party games that would be coming out um, so that was kind of cool that every every year that we went back to PAX, it was, well, I've got like another seven panels that I can, can now uh, yep. unlock. So that was cool. More crap to unlock, which would show this like once you unlocked it, like this kind of like 3D movie, like mm-hmm. just small little video. Uh, no sound or anything other than the background music. But uh, just going to say my plaza population is at uh, 2,230 even. Oh, I don't I know should've. if I will ever get any more. I should have. Uh, I should get my 3ds out and find that out. I I don't know that information <laughs> off the top of my head. Weirdly enough, um, did you ever use the augmented reality that the uh, 3ds was capable of? Uh, that uh, what was that game that used uh, kind of like the feature of the uh, Game Boy Camera where it took your face and put it on enemies and things like that? Yeah, uh, there was like a shooter game that could do that. You could take photos of family members or whatever or yourself. Yep, exactly. And, and then you could, you use the game. Uh, they showed it on, I always forget the late night show, Jimmy Fallon, Rezzy, Reggie was on mm, to showcase right, the right. 3DS. And uh, he was playing that one game. And yeah, that one you could use, like the uh, camera would show out and uh, show like your actual place uh, in the world, mm-hmm. like using your environment, your actual environment. Yeah, it had and those it would two, just show. It, it had the two like, cameras on the back of the system. It had the one mm-hmm. in the front, but it had two on the back that were that actually. And you could take pictures too 3D, in three D as yeah, well too. 3D photos, which was kind of cool. This, this is why this thing is kind of like pretty cool tech, even for today. You couldn't do anything uh, with them. Like you couldn't. No, you couldn't transfer them somewhere. You can doodle on them, I guess, <laughs> and then show your friends. Check out this three D yeah. picture I took of you. But there were also uh, uh, the the AR the cards. cards. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you could put on the the floor or a table or something and they kind of yep. they were kind of like qr codes in a way where uh the you system... just interact with them like i had i had judgment on the ps3 was like a card game that used the playstation i in the same exact way but just as a game this totally. was just like oh here's a neat little toy yeah kind like of mario thing. can pop out of this card and run around your table yep. for a bit and then, yeah they came with the system uh i have like two sets of them because i got the like came with the original purple ds i got mm-hmm. and then I got the new 3DS, like the original. Oh, we'll uh, we'll get into the regular side. We'll get into the versions uh, here yeah. in a second. But uh, first, and we I'm, gotta... I'm trying to remember games that use that augmented reality. I'm the only one that comes to mind is Bravely Defaults and like the beginning. Uh, Barely yeah. seen that game. Yeah, um, and it's it's a cool effect. Like when I started up the game, I was just playing it, and on my countertop, this fairy comes out and gets sucked down down into a chasm it's pretty hilarious and uh, freaky fucking airy we'll, we'll talk about her in a bit uh <laughs> probably in longer than a bit um yeah there was a pokemon there was a pokedex that you could get that did something similar that had some ar capabilities where you could just plop oh, yes. down plop down the gen i think that was gen 5 that was black and white like i remember putting out like a tepig at some point 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then let's let's mention two final features of the the 3DS that uh, are completely dead at this point, and that is <laughs> Miiverse yeah. and Swapnote. Miiverse, mm-hmm. kind of. Miiverse form- didn't come out originally on the 3DS, though. That came later. That's correct. Swapnote was originally on the. Yeah, Swapnote uh, with its 3DS, mascot 3DS. Nikki with her green shirt and her red glasses. Nikki was great. Um, that was that was kind of like the spiritual successor to PictoChat that was in uh, the original DS. So that was mm-hmm. just a way to to send notes to your friends. Again, I didn't really have anyone around me who had a 3DS, so that just wasn't happening. Yeah. And I think you could this one you could send it over the internet. I can't remember. It's possible. How I you could do that. I you didn't... could receive ones, I know, via spot pass. Yeah. And that's how they would do updates and notes and things sometimes. But then they had to close it down because people are terrible. People are just yeah, people are horrible. <laughs> and there's a lot of kids that use 3DS stuff. Sure. So it's like uh I, I even remember back like on the original DS when they had uh the uh original like Picto Chat functionality built in Mm -hmm. and uh like kids would sometimes get bad messages when they went to the mall and like very bad messages and it's like uh yeah don't don't ever use that thing in public with (laughs) little kids yeah so we we lost people are horrible we lost swap note at that point that was sad and then me verse that yeah that came in when the the wii u uh yeah it came after the wii u launched and they were able to fit it into uh, and it was basically just like social media kind of yeah in, it was a way to like comment platform. on comment on games and things um, save screenshots in weird ways sure. and obtuse ways that are not as simple as pressing a button yeah how does how does metroid roll was that the meme how that, does, how that was metroid on crawl? wii u but yeah. yeah how how do you make metroid crawl how do you make metroid crawl? How does metroid... good stuff yes that was, <laughs> how does that, metroid was crawl? that was wii u but still the meverse <laughs> yeah oh the meverse uh, uh bad meverse post rest <laughs> in peace Good, good times, good times. Um, so yeah, then that's kind of the features of the of the original 3DS, and then Miiverse came a little bit later. Yep. Um, we should also well, mention it came with the eShop as well too. This was kind of like it came out on the DSi, but it wasn't as big of a thing. Sure. Uh, and also, and the Wii has had an eShop like kind yeah, of equivalent. Yeah, it, it had the Wii Store or whatever they called it, the Wii Market or. Uh, it was like WiiWare and Virtual Console, right. like just two separate things, but they use the same currency. That's right. Then they changed to the eShop, which changed the currency at all and changed your ID and changed everything. Uh, Very confusing. And now it's a big mess. But but, but. now, like now, actually now, I think it's it's fine because everything's eShop. It is fine. And also they're just down to one system now. Unless you got hacked. Uh, sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, eShop was great. They, they were able to bring in some virtual console with that as well, that they kind of just brought Mm -hmm. in virtual console games on the eShop and were able to just meld those two, those two things into, into a single storefront, which was, which was smart. That was good. Um, plus music, plus, plus music, music wasn't as good though. Music, music in the 3DS eShop. Like we went from, they changed, they were able to change it up though, at least. So it's like you know they spiced yeah, it up a little bit that that Wii, it's better than no music you're right but that we were music that we were music rips uh, i mean uh, <laughs> d- d- yeah that, yeah i mean well that will always live in our hearts. uh good stuff um so like we said the the launch of this wasn't amazing the games weren't quite there the system people were thinking was too expensive it was, i mean 250 bucks that's that's what a what a switch costs um not that they had the options at the same time, but uh, 
so it was it felt like quite a bit of money and yeah they uh, like with well, the Wii at the time was like um, like uh, might might have been cheaper right i think that's right yeah yeah 290 yeah 199 for a Wii, so it's like you're paying an extra 50 bucks just because it's portable and has two screens and does 3d it's like mm. yeah and he and i was like i I remember uh, like visiting you guys the second pack ceased uh, for your old podcast World Eight, mm-hmm. uh, and you brought your 3DS, and I asked you guys like, "Is, is this still a good time to get a 3DS?" And you're like, mm, "It's good, but like the the issue kind of for me at the time was the battery life. It was like, oh, you yeah. got like four to six hours, which it was, yeah. I learned to accept. Oh, it wasn't as good as like life. back on like the on the DS and even like the original Game Boy and Game Boy Advance with double A's. It's right. like." Mm, it leaves more to be desired but now that we live in a time where my phone will if i'm watching videos all the time on it or just even browsing social media will die in about three hours <laughs> it's like well, par for the course but, for, now, I but guess. for a nintendo console like that had traditionally always had amazing mm-hmm. battery life that was that was the whole point of the original game boy it was a bit is, shocking you know we don't have color we don't have all these things but you know you can put some double a's damn in it, it you, you can, can get 15 down. hours of four double a's hell man. yeah good good times but um, yeah, the, that battery life in the original 3DS was just not great. The the system, uh, you know, the the video quality was better, but also it 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 didn't feel as sharp as the as the DS, especially yeah. the DS uh, the DSi XL that I had felt super crisp, and the 3DS kind of just felt really dark in in a lot of ways with the with the way the video showed. Um, so it didn't do great. And, and there were other games, there were still games coming out on the DS that were pretty popular at the time. Pokemon Black and White and Black yeah. and White 2 came out uh, after the 3DS came out. Um, Dragon to Quest... To be fair, it was backwards compatible. Sure, so you yeah. You could absolutely... Play those perfectly well. You absolutely could play your DS games there. You just have to play them on a smaller, darker screen compared to mm-hmm. a DSi XL if you had one. Um and then I think the game I was playing probably the most at that point was Dragon Quest IX, which was also just a DS game. You didn't need a 3DS for it. So I was like, why do I have this yeah. system? It's it's kind of pointless. And a lot of other people felt like that too. And uh, it didn't go well for Nintendo. And in fact, within six months of the of the 3DS coming out, they they actually slashed the price. They slashed it down to 170 bucks. And yeah. uh, as kind of a make good for all the people who spent uh another 80 bucks on top of that to to kind of be those founders those ambassadors if you will for the system (laughs) nintendo uh scrambled and kind of threw in a special treat for those people and that was the ambassador program and which was like like just to say like some companies in the past have done quick price drops like the original xbox Mm -hmm. used to be uh, i believe that was a 399 and then they decided uh let's after six months they dropped it 100 bucks to yeah. compete better with the PS uh, PS2 at the time, but there was no sorry we we priced this too much for right. the market, and I'm sure you enjoyed Halo. It, yeah, it was <laughs> for buying it, was it right very, away. It was a very Nintendo like solution to to like really show how sorry they were that people spent an extra money on something and they just didn't feel like that launch window. I, that that was the first time I remember Nintendo saying launch, launch window. window being a thing. Like, fuck, yeah. fuck you. What, when are the games coming out? I'm like, oh, it's the launch window. You know, they'll all be out there soon. Uh-huh, soon. Uh-huh. Mario Kart's coming. Mario 3D <laughs> Land is coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they were coming eventually. Um, but hey, they somehow squeezed Game Boy Advance games on that thing. Ten Game Boy Advance games and ten Nintendo Entertainment System wow. games. Let me run down this list for you. Super Mario Brothers. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, Metroid. Oh, no, no. The Legend of Zelda, no. Zelda 2, The no. Adventure of Link. I hear that's pretty close to a, some kind mm. of Adventure Time game. It probably ripped it from it. Um, Maybe. Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, NES Open Tournament Golf, Donkey Kong Jr., Yoshi, and Wrecking Crew. God, I love Wrecking Crew. Wreck- Sound like all boring games that have no purpose in history or any any purpose at all. Oh, of course not. Um, <laughs> and then the Game Boy Advance games, Metroid Fusion, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, mm. Mario Kart Super Circuit, Yoshi's Island, colon, Super Mario Advance 3, WarioWare Inc., Mega Micro Games, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones, Wario Land 4, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, and Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Um, so this was a pretty, honestly, some pretty cool stuff. Some, some that, games. That, like, it's a pretty solid list. They just gave you 20 games. games. That... Like, here's just 20 yeah. games. Here they are. And for most of those games, I don't think they ever got proper releases on the 3ds some of them got updated releases i know like super mario brothers and the legend of zelda got hey here's the proper release of this that has yeah they got they did a virtual console like kind of release i think for some of those they or like a uh, like they got save like states and like, things like that they had yeah. some extra functionality but these ambassador games didn't it was just like well here's the game mm-hmm. it, it was basically an emulator that is just you load it up and that's the game and there it is you don't get anything extra on that um, and they kept saying, we'll bring Game Boy Advance games to this someday. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, we brought them to the Wii U. Right. Not close enough. No, not close enough. Golden Sun on my <laughs> Wii U was crap. I want to play it on a small console where the the game just doesn't look like mud when you Chase, blow it up you haven't day. lived until you tried putting a GameCube with a Game Boy Advance player mm. using Swiss through a memory card SD loader and then putting that through uh, component cables to output in 240p so you can put it in through an OSSC to line double it uh, and line triple it to a 720p. You haven't lived. That sounds really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, To to be fair, Golden Sun does not look good on a blown up screen. No, it really doesn't. Really doesn't. Uh, And that's such a shame. Other games hold up better, though. Such a good game, too. Yes, other games looked looked pretty good on that. Uh, anyway, so we had the big price drop, and and honestly, it made all the difference. And that was around the time that Nintendo, that launch window, really actually kicked in, and all the good games came out, and the system was a lower price, and you had people like me who owned the system and had those ambassador games going, like, okay, it's just, this is fine. I'm glad I got that deal. And it, it just shot shot out and it started doing really well um we got multiple revisions of the system over the years similar to the way we got multiple game boy advances and multiple ds's Mm -hmm. um so let me let me see if i can remember all of these we had the so we started with the 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 3ds yep and then we had the 3ds xl which was bigger um i remember i got one of those i got the the mario and luigi edition that came with dream team dream team yeah Yeah. in the year of our lord luigi luigi Uh, yes the year of luigi (laughs) the holiest of years what a great what a great year that was that was a much better much better than this year year. (laughs) um we got the 2ds which was the the slice of cheese or the wedge of cheese 
that yes uh, the uh, axe blade right they they took the one thing out of the 3ds that made it unique and turned it into just a ds but they made it they the the key was they made that very affordable that's true and very durable durable affordable totally when you want to sell pokemon to kids that are prone to break something that has a hinge and is was that about the time x and y came out uh, I think X and Y came out uh, first, and then uh, it was the Omega follow-up Ruby, game. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? I think so. Okay. I think so. I'd have to look at the dates, but yeah. I'm almost positive then they it came coincided out, with, a, with a Pokemon game of some sort, because that just made sense. I think it, it, um, it like, I, I believe it came out like the uh, like end of summer, and then Pokemon followed it up, because they always like leaving a stopgap right. to like, oh, let's build up, you know. Let people know that we're putting out another system mm-hmm. uh, to confuse consumers because they called it the the Nintendo 2DS, right. and it's like, which well, is why why won't I get the 3DS? Two, three is bigger than two. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful name, and I appreciate what they were doing. It is, and it's easier to do TV out like do a mod to do TV out on that one than it is a lot oh, of I other bet. things. That, that makes total sense. But just yeah, it got Nintendo's naming conventions got wild just yep. so beautifully wild and about to get even more wilder mm-hmm. uh they followed that up with the new 3ds and that yes, was and that was bad boy i got mostly japan only which mostly <laughs> which was weird the only way you could get a new 3ds in america was if you bought the animal crossing happy home designer bundle i think yes Did they come up with other that bundles was the later yes there that was the first bundle uh i wanted to get it because it comes with uh Face plates, yes, which you can buy wherever because you know there's no uh DRM on face plates right. yet. <laughs> uh, but the one they followed that up with was for the Pokemon anniversary, uh, oh, the 20 right. year anniversary, and they released this one, which came with a Blastoise and a uh, Charizard, right? Uh, face plate, and also a virtual console release of Pokemon Red and Blue. Yes, the thing they were never going to do, they did. <laughs> yep and also and by this time they had themes for your home screen so they also had a red and blue theme sure. uh it would play different music give different sound effects uh how many themes did you buy chase i don't think i bought any themes that that was oh man i bought a couple that wasn't important to me but i i was it was very important for me to get my proper faceplate. so what i wanted because i like crystal clear white systems uh and the Mm. the new 3ds the only the only way you could get the color that i wanted because they also had the the 3d the new 3ds xl which we we got in america that was kind of the one that they were pushing on us at the time but it didn't come in white and i was like man this this Mm. white system of the new 3ds looks really good and and honestly i didn't mind i preferred the smaller form factor of the new 3ds to the big 3ds XL. i do too um so so same I when that. i got the dsi i went with the dsi regular instead of the xl which the xl is nice I, but i was just like mm, i loved like my xl but something yeah. that can fit in a pocket or a bag or something easily totally and this just works yeah i i loved my my new 3ds i thought i was really gonna like that animal crossing game and it's interesting but not not necessarily great um and then the but the design of the 3ds new 3ds is nice it's very nice uh, and and you get the color super famicom buttons yes, like they do that in was, japan that was also the, a huge selling point is getting those clutch. color those color buttons those color face buttons um so i wanted to find a white faceplate, and i just could not find one that was official I, everything was some knockoff mm-hmm. thing that just looked terrible 
Uh, but what I did find was the the faux wood grain that had the <laughs> Mario enemies on it, and that... just like the, the Xbox 360 back in the day. Totally. Uh, so I change absolutely your to wood grain. absolutely bought that one. Haven't changed it. Never going to change it. I love I love that system so much. Um, and then they uh, they came out with the new 2DS XL, which mm-hmm. was was still a foldable system. Uh, clamshell, uh, unlike the original 2DS, and that's the one that is currently still being made. All the other ones have been discontinued at this point, um, but it's it looks like a, a more rounded 3DS, and uh, and definitely flatter. They definitely crammed totally. and thinned out. Uh, it's the same as the XL size, uh, as far as like dimensions and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we forgot to mention is uh, they packed in a little bit more powerful processor in the the system right allowed a few exclusive games very or games very that few. gave new features very very few I, but you could also play uh snes virtual console games oh that's right yeah that was a big uh, selling point they, that. you couldn't play that on the original and they also added 3d eye tracking uh for the 3d right uh, so it made the 3d much more would, bearable yep and uh, they also added the uh, extra little, it's pretty much like a pencil eraser, but a little nub uh, and two extra shoulder buttons, the ZR and ZL buttons mm-hmm. uh, for this little thing. Uh, pretty much there was a, uh, an accessory back in the day for a lot of, let's say, games that used uh, a 3D camera, like uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Snake Eater was a yeah. uh, like Resident, port e- Resident Evil Revelations was another one. Yep. Uh, Moon Chronicles, mm. uh, I mean, anything that was almost like a th- uh, first-person shooter that used two two sticks. And, and the big one that it came with, or that people bought it with, was Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Three G, yep. I believe, was the one. Yep. Uh, that that first came ran with on that. a ran on a single battery that you had to also connect to your yeah. 3DS. That's... But the the new 3DS and the new 3DS XL and the new 2DS eliminates that and so you can, just puts it all in one nice little package. You could throw away those Circle Pad Pros. They were they were garbage <laughs> when they came out and they were even more garbage when something replaced them. A fascinating curiosity, and I think. Definitely a curiosity. There's a lot of curiosities <laughs> that came like do you do you remember the stand that came with Kid Icarus Uprising? Mhm. I kind of wish I had that cuz the hand cramps Kid Icarus Uprising brings cuz <laughs> yeah. A, that game is really good, and B, I played too much of it that my hands started to go numb. Yeah, we'll but. discuss how good the game is in a bit. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that is all of the 3DS editions and 2DS editions. And mm-hmm. I think really the last point we have to make in, in terms of retrospective for the system is, you know, as of December 2019, it has sold 75.71 million units. Which is impressive. It's it's definitely Very. not their best selling system. It it didn't even outsell the the original DS. But that's at like like one thirty or one fifty million uh, or something remember. like it, that. It was yeah. so it was huge. It's though. pretty like a ridiculous number for a, like a handheld console. It certainly kicked the Vita's ass. Mm. And I and I say <laughs> this as a as a pretty hardcore Vita fan. Uh, the 3ds was better, like all all around better. <laughs> I'm not even not just because the quality of the games, the fact that it used a like regular SD cards and yes. micro SD cards that were the standard at the time <laughs> instead of a proprietary one that was overpriced and may have shied potential buyers away from getting a system. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I mean the Vita definitely like they 
uh, saw the original DS and were like, hmm, we should add a touchscreen to our, our system. Uh, definitely. And also make it, uh, we should say they used the original, uh, was it the composite touchscreen? Not the, you know, oh, the two point capa- sensitive. Like they, com- yeah, yeah, it's not the capacitive touchscreen or uh, I always get the two fi- mixed up. They fixed that with the switch. Thank God. Right. But yeah, uh, it's not a terrible touchscreen, but it, you know when you try to use your thumb for more fine print, like fine tune things, you're like, I really totally need that stylus it, and hope I didn't lose it. It's not the it's not the real touchscreen. It's not the real 3D, but you know they they scrimped and saved a little bit on those things, but it still the system worked without them mm-hmm. or worked in spite of them, similar to you know previous Nintendo consoles that have had that. I do want to say one thing about the stylus. I do like the evolution of it over time. Mm-hmm. I don't have my original 3DS in front of me, but I remember like it's the one that is metal and Super extends. Super thin, yeah. I... And it's great in its own way, but like they people lost those constantly. Yeah. And then like you know they went back to a standard plastic design that just tucks right into the system. Uh, yeah, I mean. You, some games you really need it. Some games you don't. And it felt you like every do fine with just your thumb. Every single iteration of that system would slot in that that stylus in a different place, whether it was on the side yep. or on the back or in the front or or underneath. Oh, that was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I love. Yeah, I love. I, I think they. I think they got it not right with the new 3ds because uh, they just made it flush with the bottom and it just yeah just works fine. It's it's great. I I think that's a wonderful system. The only thing I don't like about the new 3DS is the headphone jack is on the bottom as well, right mm. right near the the stylus. So if you're playing in bed, you can't put in a headphone jack unless it's one of those that angles out. And even then you can't rest it comfortably uh like on your on your stomach as you play. Uh, it's yeah, it's not a big deal. I wasn't using headphones most of the time, and and I'm a weird person in that I when I'm playing handheld games, I usually don't have any sound on at all. Because um, mm. I I grew up, well, I grew up playing Game Boy in a car with my parents, yeah, and you I couldn't have the sound. Yeah, so like... I I wasn't gonna have the sound on while they were having a conversation or or having the radio on, and so I just ended up playing games without without sound for most of the time. Uh, it doesn't happen so much anymore because now I have the freedom to no. play whatever I want. Uh, and to be fair, they're good stereo mind. speakers on those uh, the 3DS. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Matt. I think let's get into the meat of this thing. We're here now. Yeah. We've, we've talked about the 3DS as a system, its ups and downs, how much it's sold, that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the games specifically. And very specifically, let's talk about the best games. In fact, the best Oof. top 25 games for the 3ds oh, baby. you and i there were a lot of games you and i are going to combine to make a list here and uh we're gonna we're gonna see how it goes so what we we decided to make some rules because despite what what people think rules rules are fun when <laughs> when you good to have parameters when you do such big things right having those limits allows more creativity to blossom so we we do have some guidelines when we made we made a giant list of any game that we thought even had a, a chance in hell of making the top 25. And we used these parameters to do it. So first rule, we were only allowed to add one game per franchise or series to, or we're only going to allow that for this final list. When we made our big list, yes. we'll talk about which game in that series deserves the spot. Um, but we're not just going to have a top 25 that has, 
you know, three Fire Emblem games and three yep. Pokemon games or six Pokemon games, depending on... We're going to pick one. Right. But what happens when we get to something like New Super Mario Brothers 2 versus Super Mario 3D Land? They're both Mario games. Correct. And I think we're leaving ourselves some leeway if we feel like there's a reason that something differentiates itself. I would say mm. that those Fire Emblem games are very similar to each other in the way that they play and what they do. And I would only put out one. I think Super Mario 3D Land is a 3D platformer, whereas mm. New Super Mario Brothers 2 is a 2D platformer. So I think we can make a justification saying that, oh, those are two separate things. I would then say New Super Mario Brothers 2 isn't that great and probably not one of our top 25, but... Yeah, bad example. <laughs> uh, but it's it's an example. So, so things like uh, the Kirby games... Uh, I think we mm -hmm. can have a discussion on which one of those goes in uh, or Fire Emblem like we talked about or Pokemon. Um, remasters generally are disqualified here. Uh, you know, Sorry, Sega Ages. I, I think it's great that an all-time Nintendo 64 classic got ported to the 3DS. Of course, I'm talking about Star Fox and not Ocarina of Time. <laughs> um, good man, good man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as great as some of those games were, uh, on, on the 3DS as well like the that is i think maybe the definitive version of ocarina of time because of the easier time that you have to to shoot the the um, slingshot some of the gyro mm. gyro features that are in there it's a crisper looking version of that game um sometimes yeah i like majora's masks which they followed up with sure. which is a good 3ds port of uh, majora's mask that changes a lot of things i looking researching it and remembering back and i'm just like yeah it changed some very kind of different things that kind of make it worse mm. and kind of make it better but uh it kind of kills the spirit of the game <laughs> as well too yeah uh there, there are videos out there that go into maybe much more detail about the the port of majora's mass sure. in its history but so we're not uh, yeah, no, yeah unfortunately none of those games we're mostly yeah we're mostly leaving those out again i think you can make an argument for some things um, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia was one that we talked about where, you know, that was like a whole remake. That That is not a remake. Completely redone. Yeah, they, yeah. they completely put, brought that game out uh, tip to toe. Uh, Samus Returns. Yeah, Metroid uh, Samus Returns, I think, is another one that is totally valid to, to put in here. Like, that is a 3DS game. Yes, it is yes. based on a Game Boy game, but it is not recognizable as that game basically at heads all. above a different well it keeps the original in live but it's you know a very different experience yeah uh, and and there are also you know there are some games that kind of blur the lines here when you think about maybe collections of remasters or uh games that kind of like like game a game like warrior wear gold that that pulls together warrior wear mini games from or i'm sorry micro games mm -hmm from micro games, many please. different WarioWare games or Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix that does the same thing or even something like Binding of Isaac Rebirth which is you mm. know it's an updated version of Binding of Isaac <sighs> but when did that come out on Steam versus when did that come out to the 3DS it's yep. it's tough to make some of those Monster Hunter games. Ultimate 3 sure. uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate like came out day and date with the three with the Wii U version yeah. and you could actually transfer your character between the two versions somehow it's so so weird um like Cave Story 3D is another weird one cuz that game even though you know it's in 3D it's it's basically a shot for shot thing i don't think they changed anything in that one other than just the 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 models 
uh, that went from a pixel game to a to a polygon game. Yeah, and, I, and it was like that isometric kind of three D almost right. uh, uh, weird box kind of thing they 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 do now. But and then there were even some Mario and Luigi games like uh, Bowser's mm-hmm. Inside Story and Bowser's Minions, and then um, the other one, Superstar Saga and Bowser's Superstar Minions. Saga. Yep. Um, so I those are pretty close, pretty pretty authentic to what they we'll used to be. We'll put them on the list. We'll find out if it makes it to the top 25. Right. I mean, there were four Mario and Luigi games that came out for the 3DS. Those two <laughs> might not even make it to make it make it past the other ones. Um Who knows? So, uh also no virtual console games are allowed. We're talking about 3DS games here, so as much as we like some of those older games, I think we can save that for a future show if we wanted to do something with Game Boy games or mm-hmm. You know, uh, other, other well, you games. can't buy Tetris anymore, so what's the point? <laughs> I suppose that's fair. I have I have my copy of Tetris. I uh, I have my copy of Tetris too. I'm very glad so I, did. I got it. I got that bad boy before they. I remember it was like New Year's Eve. It's like, hey, I think like Wario sixty four tweeted as like, hey, if you want to buy Tetris on the virtual console on three DS, now's the time to buy it's, it because it's going away. It's the best Tetris, the purest, Tetris. the purest Tetris. Yeah, like it's it's weird. It's not. It's not the best. It's not my favorite, but also it's just kind no, of the No, but right it's one. the one closest to my yeah. heart and the one I identify with most. Totally. Um, no DS games. Like, yes, they, they functioned on the system. You could you could put them in, but we'll do DS later. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're not going to be here for like eight hours trying to discuss I mean, which we DS might, games. We might be here for eight hours, but not for that reason. <laughs> uh, and then also ports of current gen games i think are potentially acceptable kind of on a case-by-case basis uh you yeah. know we had a game like hyrule warriors legends that originally came or hyrule warriors originally came out for the wii u uh, and then they made a ported version for the 3ds that was hyrule warriors legends um you know captain toad's treasure tracker was a similar similar mm-hmm. uh, function uh, yoshi's woolly world or Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World was a slightly updated version of that game. I think we can have a discussion about those if you feel like those should be in there. But really, we're trying to find kind of authentically 3DS games here that we want to we want to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. So th- those are kind of the rules we set for ourselves. So so sorry if if you thought like Ocarina of Time 3D was going to be here. It, it just doesn't feel right to mention that game in a 3DS lineup when that game is just very clearly an N64 game. Yeah. Unless they like remade it completely like Final Fantasy VII remake. Sure. It's, might not be might not show up on this final list. All right, Matt, let's talk about the big list here. Uh, we're going to list every game that we put here. Uh, like there's there's a ton of them, way more than 25, but this is just yep. kind of our consideration set. And then we'll talk about. And we're the just going to go through it, and we're just going to name every game that we put down here, right? Because I want people. It's not going to be every single 3DS Certainly. game. You know, ever it'll existed. feel. It'll feel like it. Um, I, I don't see Alliance Alive because I don't think we played either either one of those. I played, but that was always one I, I was played a demo in. of Alliance Alive and really wanted to uh, like it and did not. And I still. I heard it's kind of like a Frontier Saga or something like that. Eh. Uh, it's from a one Jeremy Parrish uh, or something like that. It's interesting in that the weapons level up or the, like your your mm. uh, your abilities level up the more you use them. Uh, it's it's very weird for a JRPG because uh, your characters don't get any better. It's just like the the things they use. It's yeah. 
it the special edition always was like staring me at in the face also at like uh GameStop when I worked there all the yeah. time because it never sold. It's a it's a cool looking game for sure. I like the art mm. style on it and I, they they ported it to the Switch and I'm still Switch. considering yep. getting it there. But uh no, Alliance of Live. Someday I might just pick up an old copy on the 3DS cuz I kind of just like it. Yeah. I like to see what the original copy looks like some of a game sometimes. I do I do feel bad that we've probably talked more about Alliance Alive than most of the probably better games uh, that we're not <laughs> going to mention from this big list. Um, so, uh, so let's we'll just get into out. it. But I wanted to have this big list out there so any listener can go, okay, they at least considered it. They at least thought of my favorite game, and they just had an opinion that was different. It's not that we forgot. It's not that we uh, hate you or anything, but like we, we just – I'm acknowledging – that these games are good or or worth somebody's time, but they're just not our top 25. Fair, fair yeah. enough? Very fair. All right, let me list a very long group of games here. In Also, this is an alphabetical order, except when a game has a different kind of title, but is also <laughs> kind of like a sequel or part of that same franchise, uh, because I just thought it I thought initially it would be easier to categorize these things maybe not we'll see you think we'll see. no you think i tried doing that with my record collection and it's like <laughs> i can't put apollo sunshine and then yellow birds together even though one of the same singer songwriters is in that same group right. it's like i can't do that yeah. it has to be a and then why you don't, you don't put your beatles next to your wings it's just it's not done it's not it's not yeah if you're a maniac any <laughs> now movies that's different <laughs> all right let's start here 1001 Spikes, Adventure Time, Hey Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage, Animal Crossing New Leaf, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, Attack of the Friday Monsters, A Tokyo Tale, Azure Striker Gunvolt, Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, Mighty Gunvolt, Mighty Gunvolt Burst, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, Box Boy, Box Box Boy, Bye Bye Box Boy, Bravely Default Flying Fairy, Bravely Second End Layer, Citizens of Earth, Codename Steam, Mm, mm, I don't like that. Mm, Crimson mm. Shroud, Detective Pikachu, Dylan's Rolling Western, Dragon Ball Fusions, Ever Oasis, Fantasy Life, Fire Emblem Awakening, Fire Emblem Fates, Fire Emblem Shadows of Valentia, Gunman Clive. Do we want to say Gunman Clive 2? Yeah, we can put Gunman, Gunman Clive Gunman 2. Clive 2. Harmonite, Kid Icarus Uprising, Kirby Triple Deluxe, Kirby Planet Robobot, Kirby's Blowout Blast, Liberation Maiden, Luigi's Dark Mansion, <sighs> Mario and Luigi <laughs> Luigi's Dream Mansion Team. Dark Moon. What'd I say? Luigi's Dark Mansion. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which actually sounds <laughs> that, awesome. Yeah, that sounds better. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Um, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and Bowser's Minions. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser's Minions. Mario <laughs> Golf World Tour. Mario Kart 7. Metal Torrent. Metroid Samus Returns. Miitopia. Monster Hunter Generations, Monster Hunter Stories, New Super Mario Brothers 2, get that out of here, uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star, <laughs> Picross 3D Round 2, Pilot Wings Resort, Pocket Card Jockey, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Pokemon Sun and Moon, I guess we could also put in there, but whatever, uh, Pokemon X and Y, Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Project Cross Zone, Project Cross Zone 2, Pushmo, Crashmo, Stretchmo, Puzzle and Dragon Z, plus Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Brothers Edition. Those are separate games in Japan, but here they, they came yeah. together. Uh, Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, 
Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure, Sakura Samurai, Severed, Shovel Knight, Shin Megami Tensei 4, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Strange Apocalypse, Steamworld Dig, Steamworld Dig 2, Steamworld Heist, Steel Diver, Street Pass is not... Eh, we can talk about that. Uh, Super, Mar- we'll talk Super about Mario it. 3D Land, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS, Theater Rhythm, Fiat Rhythm, fuck that game. Uh, Theater Rhythm, <laughs> Theater Final, Rhythm Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Um, wasn't there like a curtain call or last call or... Yeah, there was like a, a like a like a combined yeah, like one. We can put version. we can talk about okay. that one too. Uh, the Denpamin Three: The Rise of Digital. Uh, Tom Clancy, or sorry, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon: Shadow Wars. Tomodachi Life. WarioWare Gold. Zeo Drifter. Zero Time Dilemma. And Virtue's Last Reward. Whew, that's pretty much everything. <laughs> Not really everything. Not but really almost. everything, but quite a bit of stuff. Um, a lot of our favorites. Hopefully, so hopefully all of our favorites were in there. If we missed one, that's that's a big problem. I mean, it's, there's a lot of games here. Like, thankfully, not as many as the DS, but holy shit! Yeah, that dude, DS. There's a lot of games. That here. DS one that we may do in the future. That's that's probably going to be hell, but we'll see. That will also be a lot of fun, but it will be hell. Uh, okay, Matt, that's a ton of games. I think I felt my spirit left my body when you mentioned that. <laughs> Definitely more than 25. We need to cut this down. And I think the best way is not necessarily to eliminate games. It's to uh, champion the ones that we think, I guess, are locks. The ones that, yeah. that I think are games that you also like, and then you nominate back to me a game that you think should be on there that I, I would probably also put on there or something like that. And let's just determine at least what our locks are, whether it's 10 or 15 or hell, maybe we'll just decide on a locked 25 list and then we'll be done. It'll be great. Maybe we, maybe we'll, we'll be. see. All right, Matt, you are the guest. So I'm going to let you go first. Why don't you tell me a game that you'd like to nominate as one of our top 25 here? And I'll start making a list below our big list. Yeah, I, I think uh, we should probably get the elephant out of the room and put uh, legend of zelda link between worlds I, on that I, on that list I'm fine with that uh, the obvious choice is one of the probably one of the best zelda games and certainly one of the best portable zelda games i i think i said uh, this very recently on a casual hour podcast the other podcast that i do but i think a link between worlds is my favorite zelda game Really? I think, mm-hmm. I think that's true. I, I've also had it a very, a... Uh, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I have a very checkered history with Zelda, uh, but I, I really did love A Link Between Worlds, and I played it all the way through. Um, and, yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. yeah. And the sequel to one of my favorite, semi-sequels, spiritual sequels to one of my favorite Zelda games. Uh, yeah, it definitely belongs on that list. Uh, lock for, I'm sure, going to be high on our personal fair fair to lock that one in um i will i will say the other elephant and say that i think we should put a fire emblem game on this list i was gonna think that and i didn't know which one to open up with uh i think this is i think this is where we have the discussion um when we do these nominations we have to discuss if if we both agree that a fire emblem game should be on this list somewhere uh then we need to talk about which one so we have three to choose from. We have Fire Emblem Awakening, Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, we're counting all the different games. Of yes, Fates that's technically Fates. three games where we're putting it I'm as not, one. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, and then uh, we have Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia. Matt, can we cut this down at all? Can we cut it down to two? Do we 
Yeah, we can do just do Awakening and Shadows of Valentia because uh, I think Fates. Well, I like the concept and the uh, uh, Hutzpah mm-hmm. to put out the, the way they put that game out was just 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 an aside. They put out uh, as a follow up to one of their best Fire Emblem right. games that you know uh, financially wise, you know, sales wise, Awakening. Uh, that also breathed life in the 3DS and the Fire Emblem franchise. They're like, we're going to do not only two games, mm-hmm. but a secret third game. Yeah. Uh, and you can also buy the, get the demo and then choose which one you want to do and then buy that game and then buy the second game. So they Pokemon Fire Emblem. Yeah, they did. But they also did a special edition, like one cart of the entire uh where is uh-huh. it i have it here the, the whole fire emblem fates it's somewhere thing. yes yeah. the entire fire emblem fates in one card mm. birthright conquest and revelations it's and it's a good it's a good fire emblem game it mm. gets rid of the thing that you despise yes. most which is weapon degradation yes that is that is maybe the biggest selling point to me is that they I mean, I think they messed up the weapons in a different way in that game, where they, you know, they don't have weapon uses anymore, which is which is great. I I hate weapon uses, as you mentioned, but the weapons had so many debuffs that would like they would be, they would be such a drag on your character's skills that it felt bad to equip weapons to them, which it, mm. that shouldn't be. You should feel great. You should feel more powerful when you put a, a new weapon on. Sometimes, them. I mean. Uh, I, I see it as like Final Fantasy VII. It's like I put this material on. I'm, not, I'm expecting to get some buffs and debuffs. Yeah, with, I guess you know, so. Certain things. It's it still, but it was just debuffs. It felt like, like yes, the, wep- yeah, the weapon, the weapon had this much damage, debuffs. but your speed goes way down. This other stack goes way down. This other stack goes way down. And Fire Emblem. I always see that as more of like you know, take that in consideration when you're strategizing. Sure. I, I mean, I still had a great time with it. I, I remember liking all three of the versions. I think if I went back now, Revelation is probably hell because it, the story makes zero sense. And I still haven't finished Revelation, so I, I need to finish Birthright and Conquest to their completion before I get more into. There that are so one. many gimmicks in the battles and fates and mm. in uh, Revelations that it's it's pretty ridiculous. It's it's fun that you can you basically get all the characters and you can more or less mix and match them however you want. So you can have a lot of the Hoshido people, mm-hmm. um, you know. Hooking up, yeah, with, hooking uh, up with the Nor uh, people Norad. Um, and getting different different children combinations that way. They they really yeah. and I, I they took awakening. I did love the like different stuff yeah. that they did with the two cultures and everything. They took awakening and like turned it up to eleven. Um, I also think that game really suffers in the writing and in the the localization because the bloat. Yeah, I mean, one it had a bunch like of just... bloat for sure, but uh, awakening was localized by eight uh, four. And I think they did a really mm-hmm. good job. And Fates was Nintendo's internal treehouse team. And I just feel like they kind of missed the mark on some of those. There were some... Kind of. I find it was, you know, from what I played, was okay. Yeah. It was just more of like, oh, we, you know, we had kids in the, you know, we had matchmaking. And then they had kids in the last game. Right. We got to do it in you this know, game. Awakening, so we gotta... Awakening had kind of a time travel story to it. So the kids made sense here yep this one it's like we have worlds where they can grow up in this yeah like central time area Uh, where time around it doesn't and it's just like 
galaxy brain kind of what is going on with this fantasy yeah. world it's kind of awesome in its way but it's also just a little bit too much and i was just like you get overwhelmed especially in like in birthright where you're doing this whole uh your uh like complex or your your fortress and part of like the street pass game was like getting other people to come and attack and you would defend mm-hmm. and things like that they're all cool stuff but just kind of like it's a massive, massive game. It really like, is. It's, it's it's still really good, and the production on it is great. The I think it has some great you know, characters. Just the variety. The, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the two very distinct houses there. Or, sorry, not houses. That would come later. Uh, but the two kingdoms. <laughs> Way later. Um, that, that felt extremely different. Um, they got feet. They got they got feet now. That, you know, huge revelation there. That's the revelation. They got feet. Okay, um, but Fates is going to be off our list, so I think we should so. focus on. I really want to play Awakening and Shadows. I really want to play Fates again at some point, just to kind of see how it feels. Um, the easy answer is Awakening. Like Awakening is the one that that kindled our love for for this series in a way that yeah uh, we hadn't felt before. I th- now my love was kindled uh, from the first one they finally released over here sure. on the Game Boy Advance. Seven Blazing Sword um, mm-hmm. for for the Game Boy Advance, yeah. Um, yeah, just Fire Emblem here, but right. yeah, they, it's a long-standing game that has been since the original Famicom that they're like, oh, you North America don't like strategy yeah. games, turn-based strategy games. They hate uh, that yeah, shit. We're just too dumb too dumb to to handle them Uh, um i think they saw lord of the rings come out and then the the surprise of like having marth and roy in in melee smash brothers melee were just like uh maybe maybe we should consider this this sword and sorcery fantasy world that we've built up for the past decade and a half right uh and you know i I, I'm kind of in agreement with you, though. Like, Awakening probably should be the one that we lock on this list. It, and... It's definitely more representative of the 3DS. The the Echoes of, or Shadows of Valentia came out closer to the end of the life cycle of the of the 3DS. Oh, uh, the production values on that game it is just it is incredible. Like the the painterly like, art when style. Awakening came out, it was great too. Sure, like, but that was anime. Like, like it was so it was it was basically kinda. just anime and and the way that all the characters looked and talked. And it was, you know, that's where waifu, no waifu emblem came, came in, where like all, like you're just here to hook up all the characters and, and do your ships and whatever. Um, yep. And then, oh, this is going to be my my team. I'm going <laughs> to, this is going to sound horrible, mm-hmm. but I'm going to genetically create the best warrior ever totally. by pairing these two people up. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, jeez, we're min-maxing this game already. So part of me really does like fate, uh, like uh, echoes better. Mm. the the art style that they have in there is gorgeous it's the best a fire emblem game has ever looked fully uh, voice acted the, full, the finally. full voice acting is incredible they had some great voice actor talent that came through uh as people that you would recognize from something like persona 5 if you played that game you'd you'd notice like oh wow there's a lot of characters there that uh, that share dna um the the story i think is stronger as as it's it, i think it tells a, a stronger tale that way the maps are worse. Uh, I will say the maps are worse. Yeah, the, big it, and open. it's more like a chess game. Yeah, there it's like playing Super Robot Wars, honestly, because the maps are just so big and so open, and you're just moving characters around this big flat area, um, and that's that is kind of a bummer, especially when there are enemies that teleport around you, and you can feels like you can barely move. But those maps are based on the the original game, uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden, mm-hmm. that came out on the NES. And that's just the way those maps worked back then. So, and I do like that simplicity sometimes because sometimes they just have here's a couple of stones placed, right. you know, across the map, and you just have to use that to your advantage. And I I think what 
kind of cools me on that game is like the whole like dungeon crawl aspect they have sometimes littered about with some certain areas which is a great way to grind but i'm just like can i just go to a battle and grind yeah it wasn't it wasn't the most elegant i think there was a a certain interesting cool factor to it that oh it's cool that you can go around these places and find little items and things like that and find new weapons Mm. that way um but yeah, yeah overall i i don't think that was necessary to the game um the ending is the story is definitely better but yeah awakenings like uh first half of the story is pretty freaking good and then it kind of just goes into its own little fire emblem ways of just like uh new new guy new bad guy it has yeah it has Uh, those bad guy all along it has those numerous acts ah but we tricked you you (laughs) we saw it coming uh, what's his name not gangrel gang starts with g whatever his name is he he starts out Gerheim. Uh, yeah no that's that's uh so <laughs> that's uh Skyward yeah. Sword. Uh, oh, I, I forgot his name but he's he's all right and then Walhart comes in and that's that's not it's kind of just like a tangent that's like a footnote but i get the grander idea because it's supposed to be like this like big kingdom mm-hmm. that and in some ways all of the fire emblem games are connected unlike uh uh, like say Final Fantasy or something like that, right? Uh, but Awakening does take place on the same landmass that the original Fire Emblem and and Shadow Dragon, the remake of that. So it's where Marth, mm-hmm. it's where Marth's from. There's a blue haired yep. lord, and then and, like characters in Awakening show up in Fates, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Too. Uh, yes, yes, certain certain characters, characters uh, kind of in different ways. Yep, Tiki, Tiki shows up in Awakening. Yep. Tiki's uh, old as now, a playable character, not that old, but old. Old, old in terms of numbers for, for a thousand year dragon yeah, for a dragon that can continue to live on forever uh she yeah. she looks pretty good um, yep even though like it to- totally waifu'd up fire emblem I-, I still gotta say awakening is like just like the sheer presentation they showed the first time like level five did a lot of the uh like outsourcing for like the uh animations and stuff for some of the bigger cutscenes and yeah, just like just adding that whole like paired system and that just pair, that pair up system is broken. Just, <laughs> that pair up system is broken. It's broken, but it's cool to put put like a character on like a pe- Pegasus warrior totally. and then drop them off somewhere. So it's like adding this whole other layer of strategy, and the maps are just so great as well. Yeah, it, I, uh, yeah. I I think there's I, a lot to love with Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, one other thing we didn't mention with with Shadows of Valentia is that. Again, it, it doesn't have that weapon degradation. And in fact, it kind of, it changed a lot of stuff that you'd expect from Fire Emblem. It, it doesn't did. have the weapon triangle in it. Uh, it changed up the way magic works, where magic now takes away life from your from your magicians and healers instead of... Gives a lot more emphasis on shields. Yeah. Like a leather shield can totally ruin your day if you don't have someone that can wield magic. It's it's interesting. I, I like, I've gone back and played that game a couple times and I really like it. Uh, the final boss, final boss fight, notwithstanding that is just hell <laughs> to fight that, that boss. Um, and then it has an even secret boss even after that. That's even worse. Um, but I, uh, I think I personally probably, man, it's such a hard choice. I, I mean, awakening, I think is the one that makes sense for this list. Yeah, I, I I say for a legacy list like this, Awakening deserves in some way to be on this list because yeah. it not only did it revitalize Fire Emblem as this like huge series now that we have like uh, blockbuster like Three Houses now on the Switch, but uh, if, yeah, if, if you're it, buying a 3DS, they were going to make this the last game, <laughs> and this was one of the early 3DS That's games true. to get. You could not buy this game physically for a while because it keeps selling out of it. Yeah, I would say if you're if you're a if you were buying a 3DS, both games are pretty essential 
but it would be you'd be missing out big time if you missed out on awakening Mm. all right that was a very long conversation for one game but we did it so game series a very important game series matt you're up next what would you like to nominate Oh, let's uh, let's let, let's throw in a wild card here. I'm gonna uh, nominate uh, Mario Golf World Tour. I, I'm fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. Oh, okay. I, I I'm not gonna show much uh, opposition. I think this is probably one of the best Mario Golf games since like Mario Golf on the N64 and Game Boy Color. Like it is. Yeah. It it feels good, and it's fun to play. It doesn't really have that much of the like story mode of, of mario golf that camelot did back in the Man, day the game boy color on one is, the game boy is color still the high water mark it had the the rpg mechanics were in there the story stuff was in there and it was just the same with tennis and and then mm-hmm. i feel like those games have slowly gotten less rpg and and more basic as they've gone on especially mm-hmm. the console ones um but yeah i think world tour added some really cool stuff you know it doesn't really have stats yeah for it doesn't have stats that you grow but you do get equipment that changes stats like you get a different yep. glove and and different um you know clubs that that will do uh, you know, make your drives go further and things like that um and then the coolest feature was the asymmetric multiplayer where you could set up a tournament and basically just have ghosts go so like you have mm-hmm. like this is the the score i put in like you get a time time limit of you know we, we're putting this tournament on there's a week I invite all my friends through the online features to participate in this tournament. They can play the course, I think, as many times as they want. You might even be able to limit that to say you can only try it three times or one time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you just everyone tries to get their best score, and then at the end of that, it takes you know who actually did the best in that, and they're the winner of the tournament. That was that was really cool and something you I don't remember seeing in, in other golf games, especially not a Mario golf game. Um, no, yeah, it's it. It was fascinating at the time. I didn't use it too much. I don't think I used it at all, honestly, because I was just the the way this one felt just felt right to me good. compared to like Mario Golf on the GameCube, and I haven't really done a Mario Golf game at all other than like the closest thing we've got is Golf Story on yeah. the Switch. Golf Story, Golf Story's good, and, yeah, but we didn't get Golf that. Story's great. Golf Story's great, but I do like the 3D aspect of a golf game at times yep. too. Like you can play golf in 2D and it feels great and it plays wonderful I, back in like nes and super nintendo games and the you can get the game boy color version of uh, mario golf on the virtual console still yeah. if you really want the best <laughs> portable mario golf game but we don't have these virtual console games on this list so it's i think if you're going to get one sports game for this system that's yeah, the one we should probably just do an episode on mario golf world tour and the game boy color version and just like combine them together Maybe. that'd be fun um yeah i i love this game a lot i did a couple of those online tournaments um i i really wish they'd make a new mario golf game although i mm-hmm. i also think it would probably be disappointing uh i i heard people really liked that mario tennis on on switch that it felt like a fighting game that it had some real yeah. tactical strategy to it um and maybe there would be something i like that similar. you get to play as chain shop sure i mean i love chain shop chain shop's great so hopefully we'll get a new Mario Golf. But in the meantime, yes, Mario Golf World Tour, fantastic game. I have no problem putting okay. it somewhere in our top 25. I doubt it'll be number three, but I like that it's on here. No, but let's uh, continue on this list. We got three going. So let's we see got what three. other locks we have. Matt, I want to put on Steam World Heist. 
I have no qualms about our that. First, that is our first indie game. Probably one of the best SteamWorld, game, SteamWorld games out there. I, it's, I think it's definitely the best SteamWorld game out there. I know other people would probably disagree, but it doesn't sound like you're Maybe. one of them. Um, SteamWorld uh, Heist. We'll get to Steam that. SteamWorld Heist is a fantastic game. Um, I, we'll probably talk more about that game later as we're building the list further, but... Um, well, I'll do you one better. Uh, which uh, other SteamWorld game should we put in here? Dig or Dig 2? That's a very good for that's my a next very piece. hard question for me. Um, I, I think I like Dig 1 a little more because Dig 1 mm. was this... I think it's more the experience I had with Dig 1 in that it was something that you brought up to me. as like, hey, have you played this little game called SteamWorld Dig? No, no. So I just played it I on a that. Sunday, I think and just was able to beat it in one sitting and that felt great Mm -hmm. and it was just a fun little experience that i got to have and then we did a podcast on it and and it was it was super fun so i had a great time with that um or actually i did a i did a podcast with uh with the the guys developer developer yeah image and form yes um yes image and form very good very good developer um so and it did start this whole well they had one out on the original dsi the uh, tower defense uh, dsiware uh, tower defense game but this was kind of the one that really set them off this is the one that broke out and got people to got people to think about the steam world universe and and then we got heist after that which was great um dig two i think is a I really, really love Dig Two. I think it's. I think Dig Two is a better game overall. The the thing that disappointed me it is, is yeah. that what I really liked about Dig One was that small experience, and Dig Two was hmm. expansive. Like it's not, it's not a. It was expansive. It's still small. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge like game, but contained. it wasn't. It wasn't the thing that I was looking for. Like Dig One was all in like one single mine shaft that you were going down, mm-hmm. and Dig Two has you going down multiple paths and and looking at different kind of it all leads to the same place and everything sure. it just it felt more like a, a metroidvania ish kind of game where steam world the first steam world dig game was almost like a roguelike kind of experience right. where every time you started the the map layout would different you'll still have the same kind of places you had to go to get upgrades that would not change those rooms would stay the same but the overall map would change every time you played yeah. and it gave that randomness which you know what? I think we should definitely put SteamWorld Dig One as it's the... tough. Like Dig Two, though. Yeah. Dig Two has like it's so once good. Once you get it those, adds so much to the world. Once you get it... those movement options, and you get the jetpack, and you yeah. get the the uh, hook, hook shot kind of grappling hook. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's really making me lean towards one is that I played I played SteamWorld Dig Two on my Switch, and that feels that yep. feels like a Switch game to me and not a 3DS game. I know it came out for the 3DS. That is fair. That is fair. I know fair. that's unfair. And it plays wonderfully on the 3DS, totally. to be fair. It, it is it's, such a great It's port. unfair to say it's not a 3DS game because it absolutely is, but SteamWorld Dig 1 was that was that one that made me feel like this is this is a one of the really cool things about the 3DS is that it has these small games that you can just load up through the the eShop and have a great time with. All right, that I say Steam will dig one. Dig one. I like it. <laughs> I believe it is your turn. It is my turn. Matt, you mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again. Um, maybe the only good launch game for the Nintendo 3DS, and that is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. Ah. 
I was I was gonna say, is this gonna be uh, the time we get into Ghost Recon? And I've actually I remember picking this up when it was very very cheap on the eShop on a sale, and uh, have recently played it. And I agree, it is a super solid uh, uh, tactics game. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say it, it should be on the All list. All right, good. Uh, I've never played another Ghost Recon game. Uh, the only other Tom Clancy game I've played, I think, is Splinter Cell Conviction. Uh, mm, so yeah. it's definitely... Oh, I take that back. I played... Uh, oh, damn it. I played Ghost Recon Wildlands, but I hated it. Uh, that is a completely different game. I played uh, Advanced Warfighter way back sure, in the day yeah, yeah. on 360 right. and PC, and that is more in line with the uh like real time like third person shooter where you have a group of people uh remind of like games like hidden and dangerous and uh those kind of games on the pc this is just more of like fire emblem and advanced totally. wars where this you is... are you have a small team that you have to uh tactically and as the map goes on you get more objectives to go through uh yeah I, I, it's it's, I think it's just a really solid game that unfortunately was like put in that position of being a launch game at $40 right away. Mm-hmm. I would have like seen this as like something down the line. It's like, here's a small bite-sized ghost recon. And game. it was such a different uh, thing. Even though it is nobody, ex- this yeah. wasn't like you mentioned, nobody like there has been no game like this from the Tom Clancy franchise from ghost recon, especially. And no, and, People are like, wait, there's a Tom Clancy game, but it's not a shooter. What was that? This is weird. There was that one that they did the uh, strategy game where you had to use voice command. Was that God? A, yeah. End War yeah, or something Tom Clancy's like that. End War. And that was on like PS3 and Xbox 360. And like they've they've experimented a lot with this franchise of games, like Hawks, the uh, uh, plane, mm-hmm. almost arcade, even though it tries to be a simulator in the future right. of uh, of uh, air combat, but. Yeah, I, I think this was one of their more interesting ones. It's a shame that they haven't done like something like this totally. again. Totally, yeah. I mean, we mentioned Julian Gallup, the the man uh, behind XCOM, the original XCOM games, worked on this. Um, and it's it's really cool. Like, it doesn't have permadeath, and your characters are already on set paths, but they, they're just so different from each other. And it's it feels... It feels really fun to play around with those units. You have the the girl who can go stealth and kind of backstab people. You have a big machine gunner dude. You've got a guy who puts down drones and little uh, little uh, like RC cars that have guns on them that can act as decoys or, or do <laughs> yeah. some extra damage. Uh, just everyone feels so varied in their abilities. And the game, I think, has a very uh, smooth difficulty curve where things just slowly become harder and harder in a in a way that really feels rewarding uh it's mm. it's a very cool game and it's it's one of my favorite tactics games and it's just one that i feel like everyone forgets because nobody played it because yeah because it came out at launch and you convinced me to pick it up when it was on sale and it was just like man this is this is just a very solid solid strategy game. very good shit. Uh, turn-based strategy very game. good shit all right matt you're right, up so that's a lock uh let's see i would say mm, my next lock is definitely going to be pocket card jockey i i'm okay with that i i don't have the love of pocket card jockey that you do this is one of my favorite games on the 3ds my god it is (laughs) 
it's it, like the, the the combined nature of horse racing and solitaire yeah. as like this time like you ever like the the conceit of the game is you are a a jockey that has to play solitaire while they race their horse. Mm-hmm. You can also breed horses, get faster horses, and every match, every run you have is you're playing like just a game of solitaire where you're just pretty much matching up. And uh, like, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it's just such a weird and fascinating game. And uh, for my knowledge, you still can't play this like anywhere else outside of Japan on like smartphones and things like that, right? think i think you're right i was just looking that up now i would i would probably buy this game again if it came to switch it's i know i I'd, I'd buy this game in a heartbeat if it came to switch i'd pick up a vita if this came out <laughs> on the vita and this is game freak right uh, this is, these are the nintendo people yes this was uh from uh game freak uh you did oh. like other games uh it's n- not on this one but uh, uh part-time ufo when they did that on sure uh, smartphones and smart devices. Tembo, the uh, badass elephant. The badass elephant. Harmonite, to like PS4. which is also on our list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another Game yep. Freak game. They've made some stuff that's not Pokemon. Um, yep, and I think this is, outside of Pokemon, one of their best games they have ever I, this is So I haven't given... Very... I, I don't think I gave Pocket Card Jockey enough time to really get the nuances of its systems. Uh, it is extremely adorable in its art style, uh, very interesting combination of mechanics. So I'm okay having it on the top 25. I don't think it cracks my top 25, but knowing how much you love it and how much I respect oh, it. it's up there. It I is. Think it's, it is up there on my 25. I, I think it's Holy crap. I think it's fine. It, it, and not only that, it's one of those good portable games because you just play, play a run. You might do good. You might do bad sometimes because it's just, it's cards. There's a bit of randomness to it, which yeah. kind of sucks, but... You can get a horse where it has a cat that hangs on to its behind the whole the whole. Oh race, well, you, why didn't you say so? Well, absolutely, it's a lot. I then. told you this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. I think uh, since we're already talking Game Freak, my next nomination. You know, we got to put a Pokemon in there. I, I, I think yes. That makes so sense. which? To be fair, I've only played Pokemon X, so that's kind of my default. I. I what I, is the the re, uh, resident Pokemon expert, Pokemon master? I should say. <laughs> Uh, would have as the Pokemon game of I choice. I think you've probably played the best one uh, of of these. X's X and Y is probably the I, best one. I like X and Y a lot. I I think they all have merits, probably except for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, because I think those are more or less kind of retreads on Sun and Moon, and they they maybe add more stuff than they need. Sun and Moon's fine. I, I think it was, you know, I, every Pokemon game is this way, but I think Sun and Moon specifically was too easy. Uh, I didn't like the mm. way the islands worked because it just everything felt so separate from each other, whereas X and Y kind of had that, that original Pokemon feel where it was one big interconnected world that's always nice. Um, X and Y felt like a revelation compared to other Pokemon games. It, it you know it brought them i mean not only it's the first 3d fully totally. 3D. it brought them into this Pokemon polygonal game. world the first one on the 3ds so they looked much better than stuff we'd seen before uh you know i still have a, a really soft spot in my heart for those pixel-based pokemon games especially the first two generations but x and y was it, you know even though it was still basically the same pokemon formula it felt so new and it felt so changed and the biggest thing was mega evolution like the 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 new gimmick mm. they added was so much fun as a as a person who 
tries to only play with the new Pokemon every generation that I play. Uh, because, you know, I, I have a level 100 Charizard. I don't need to bring out a Charizard again. What's the point of doing that? There's new Pokemon that I can play with instead. Um, this this game said, no, no, no. You, you should totally have a Charizard on your team now. Because now you can have it Mega Evolve. And it looks cool. And it gets a new typing. And it gets new kinds of attacks that it can do. Uh, and it, it let me play with old favorites in a way that, that made me extremely nostalgic while also playing a new game with a bunch of new Pokemon to play with. And I think X and Y has some really excellent new Pokemon in it as well. I think it was a really solid generation for that. Uh, I think, actually, that's the next game in the in the running for, for Gamers on the Go. Uh, I did Black and White 2. Oh, yeah, your Pokemon my series. My Pokemon series. Uh, I did Black and White 2 with Johnny Amazich, uh, who's my co-host mm. on the Casual Hour, and we did not like that game at all. So I, I listened to I, that one, I, uh, not, not very glowing. I kind of want to wash my mouth out at, with a little palate cleanser that would be perfect for mm-hmm. X and Y. So we'll see. Uh, but X and Y is great, and, and I had a ton of fun with, with those games. And I think the story is, is fine. Um, we didn't mention Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire much here. I've always hated the third generation of Pokemon games. There's, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. Um, but these remakes were were really solid. I thought that they actually made me like the third generation much more than I had before. And uh, they continued on with the Mega Evolution. They added even more Mega Evolutions in there uh, from X and Y. And so those games were pretty good too. But I think the the newness of X and Y probably put it above uh, Omega Ruby uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for me. Yeah, I mean, they added, like, the the new edition was the Pokemon Ami, which pretty much was, like, something they added from Nintendogs, yeah. which it was good for the memes. Uh, what's <laughs> that that one Pokemon that has, like, the big purple eyes and is gray? Uh, what is that one? And it's always looking like it's dazed. It's like a little bear, but it's not a bear. I forget the name what? of that one. It always looks like it's, like, in an amazement, like, oh, what's going on Spinda? here? Maybe Spinda. I don't, I don't know. know. Like Spinda. Dude, I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Pokemon hasn't been my thing since Red and Blue. Fair so enough. It's like, fair enough. I mean, I still love like Pokemon in general. It's yeah. awesome. But playing the games, like I play black and white. It's okay. It kind of fell off. Same with X. It was like, this is good. I got it for free because I got, uh, I'll probably say my next lock here, uh, <laughs> Super Mario Land 3D. Okay, I'm fine with that one. Or Super Mario 3D Correct. Land, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, that is probably one of the best uh, 3D Mario games out there, and it's portable. Yeah, I, people didn't like that game because it was too easy. Because it was just a, something you could breeze through. And then once they did, they play the post game exactly, stuff. That, that's I mean, it. and I think that was the problem. It was that you have to play this easy game before you can get to the quote unquote real Mario, and that's the easy game is still pretty fun. Absolutely, though. I agree. I think I think in terms of inventiveness, uh, Super Mario Three D Land is is fantastic. I really I really enjoyed it. I liked them bringing back the naming convention of land goes on on uh handheld games world goes on consoles uh that was yep. always cool to me um i kind of like donkey kong land exactly <laughs> on the game totally. boy um i actually did an episode on this game with johnny amazich earlier if, if people want to go and, and find that because uh, we really liked it 
Um, to totally easy, easy lock on here. And I think of yep. every game, every 3DS game, this is probably the best use of the 3D slider. Yes, as we mentioned before, like as the stereocopic 3D, there are puzzles that actually use the 3D where it's like you get into a secret room and uh, you're trying to find like one of the three big coins in the area so you can unlock more stuff later on in the game. And it's like there's nothing in here. But if you have the 3D on, you can see, oh, it's behind this block that if I had it on the 3D off, you can't see yeah. it. But with the 3D in the depth, you're like, oh. I can see around corners. It it, and it upset me that I had to turn like, on my 3D, but at the same time, I think they did a very good job with it. So I, yeah. it's it's a very very solid game. All right, you picked Super Mario 3D Land. I'll stick with the Mario theme, and I'll say Mario Kart 7 should be on our list. I, that is a good good choice. Uh, I don't own Mario Kart 7, but it is pretty much the template for the Mario modern Mario Kart. Uh, how things are going right yeah now. it's not i don't think it's my favorite mario kart i think that still belongs to mario kart ds i think that's that's got mm. a better collection of tracks um but but seven is right up there super solid yeah all around uh this is the first one i think this is the first one that has you really changing out the parts of your cart and uh like getting the I think that was in Double Dash had Double Dash had uh, different changing of like wheels it, and different it might cars. Have had di yeah, there might have been some of that, but like this felt like you had all these Definitely had different carts, but yeah, you had all the customizations. You also had to fly, so you had to add like a hang glider. Right. Or yeah. Whatever. And I think the glider stuff was fine. Um, you know, Mario Mario Kart 8 on uh, on the Wii U and and Switch, I think is also extremely good. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the exact same thing. That's the kind of why i say it's this is the template for the modern day Mario right Kart, i mean eight uh, eight formula. has you going up the walls and things with the anti-gravity stuff but mm -hmm. overall it's basically just seven again and that's fine because i yeah. think i think it's super solid seven's seven's a great game it's, it plays so well you can share card it uh that's one of the things we didn't mention with the, the 3ds you can some games if you have one cart mm -hmm. You can, and somebody else has a 3DS, you can do this shared cart multiplayer. Uh, the DS had that too. Uh, DS had DS download play. Oh, yeah, you're I remember right. I you're played, right, you're right, I played Mario play. Kart DS in a movie theater with some friends. Um, yeah, that's right. But but yes. And you can do Tetris DS and things, but they definitely brought a lot more to the 3DS. Like this one, Mario Kart, you can play, I think it was almost every uh, course, but the only person you could drive as is Shy right. Guy. That was... Shy Guy's awesome, so who Are cares? you sure that's in 7? Because I know it's in DS that way. I think 7 was also, you can play not every course, okay. but you definitely could only play a Shy Guy. Okay, I know DS you could only play uh, a Shy Guy, and in fact, you couldn't play a Shy Guy any other way, which was such a bummer to me, because I always play a Shy Guy when I can. Yeah, I think that was the same way in 7 too, because I definitely remember playing with you guys uh, at PAX East. You had the game with yeah. you, and it was like myself, my brother-in-law, John... And his friend Craig, they had three, three DSs as well. And it's like, oh, we'll wait and play this. And uh, I remember running into Brian Crescente <laughs> as well while we were playing Mario Kart 7. Uh, as a funny aside, <laughs> while he was going into the, the secret press-only time of the expo right. floor while we had to wait around. Ah, uh, good times. But yeah, 7, seven belongs on this list, uh, definitely. Cool. How, okay, how many games do we have so far? We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We've got 10 nine, so far. I ten. feel like we can still keep Oof. going. I think we've got more locks in here. You think? I think we can definitely go, yeah. There's definitely more games I want to mention for locks and everything. All right, probably a small, a small uh, handful left. 
I think we can safely I've, put in uh, here. I think uh, Pushmo is a a lock for my Absolutely. next pick. Absolutely. Now out of out of that that tr- uh, trio of games, Pushmo, Crashmo, and Stretchmo. Uh, Pushmo, I think, is the one that holds up. The I best. would say Pushmo is the only good game in those three. Uh, I didn't play Crashmo or Stretchmo. I, so I, did. I saw like what Crashmo was, and it looked interesting. But I was still playing Pushmo at the yeah. time. Uh, and this was like one of the early 3DS games as a downloadable eShop exclusive. Uh, and basically, all you're doing is like puzzle games where you're pulling out pieces to match, uh, like or to get to the top of this big design. Uh, you can only jump up like one level at a time as uh was Malo is the mm-hmm. uh or Wal- Malo. Malo or oh, Malo? Oh, wait, Malo? no. Malo is from Super Mario RPG, isn't he? Exactly, Shit. yeah, cuz it looks like Malo. I, I don't but it's not I don't the remember same. his name, sorry. <laughs> I'll look that up real okay. quick, but yeah, like uh yeah, like I, I just like the the simple nature of this and just the Totally. the just it's just a very simple puzzle game and platform puzzler that is just very charming, and I think the first one definitely should be on this top twenty. I agree. Crashmo and Stretchmo added further mechanics that I do not think were as fun or changed the game fundamentally in ways that I didn't think were fun. And that just original Pushmo, the the idea was so simple, uh, it looked so good, and I I remember just having a ton of fun with that. And that game was was huge for kind of like indirect multiplayer in a way. You couldn't you couldn't download. Hmm. You couldn't just make courses and then download them. You couldn't download other people's courses. But what you could do is generate QR codes and then put that out on Twitter or something. And people could use the QR code and then get your level that way. So I remember making a handful of levels. I remember I made the Double Fine logo, the two-headed baby. Um, (laughs) I made a, a Goomba in a Karibo shoe. Uh, level that was pretty fun oh that's a good one Uh, it was fun it was like making pixel art and Mm. and then getting to actually make a game around it and you know some people did it as kind of like an artistic thing where the the game the the game part of the pushmo was super easy because that's just how the pixel art worked out and other ones made some incredibly hard and interesting levels and some people were able to combine the two into like a beautiful work of art that also was hard as fuck and mm. goddamn, I I love Pushmo so much. Absolutely. Yeah, Malo is the, the M A L L O. Interesting. Okay. Is the characters, so it's kind of tangentially mm. all, like the the designs almost look the same. He's like a little sumo this, wrestler, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And Malo is just this in in uh, Super Mario RPG's Legend of the Seven Stars is like this cloud character, frog, yeah. cloud character. I- <laughs> I also think it's weird that that Pushmo is called pull blocks in in Europe and and Japan. I think as well. I know it's like that Pocket Monsters Pokemon mm-hmm. kind of thing, especially because like, Pocket Monsters in Japan, Pokemon over pull here, blocks, and now it's just Pokemon. Pull blocks makes sense. Like that's what you actually do in the game. Pushmo is is the yeah, you don't Pushmo sounds cooler. it does sound cooler, but the I mean you do push things in Pushmo. But it's more about and it's things. more about pulling things. I would say pulling things. Pulling yeah. things is the name of the game, like not li- well, literally in one area and not in the other. Uh, I love Pushmo. I would. They've they've made other Pushmo. Right? They on made the a Pushmo World or something like that. World uh, is that Wii U? Yes, there's Pushmo on the yeah. Wii U. They should put Pushmo on Switch. Not the same, but 
the, the one to get because it was cheap. It's just like a seven dollar game that they were doing on the 3ds, like as an experiment. And that's, in, and that's intelligent games. Our yep. our friends who've made the Fire Emblem and the Advance Wars, they made Pushmo as well. And the code name Steams. Mm, well, they can't they can't Steam. just knock it out of the park every time, I guess. Well, maybe they'll get to come when we start. Matt, I'm going to nominate a very similar kind of game as it's an indie-ish puzzler game from a celebrated Nintendo uh, uh, team. And I'm going to say Box Boy should be on this. Ah, nice. Now, there are three Box Boy games. There's Box Boy, Box Box Boy, and Bye Bye Box Boy. And similar to Pushmo, I would say the first one is the only good one. I mean, I think I like the second one a lot, too. I think it adds a lot Mm -hmm. more. But I think for the sake of argument, like for the the sake that is like, again, a franchise that started on the 3DS and was very popular at Mm -hmm. first and uh, kind of drummed up these sequels. The original Box Box Boy is just uh, Box Boy is just it's really good. It is. It's just a very bite sized, simple puzzle platformer that is just the challenge in it is trying to get all the crowns to every level like that's you know you you can fumble your way around and you can get through every level easily Mm -hmm. but to get to like the crowns and everything that gives a little extra oomph to the challenge and puzzles so i mean i yeah i I, box boy definitely i will soften my stance a little bit i don't think that that box box boy and bye bye box boy are bad games um, I just didn't. I didn't have the same spark with those. Yeah, it, 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 they feel like more of the same, even though they do expand upon the right. Formula, They've got extra uh, mechanics. They're much longer. They mm-hmm. they add way more levels, and they add color. Uh, they add some color <laughs> stuff, which I you know doesn't doesn't isn't bad. I, I kind of like the simple aesthetic of the original, and yeah, I, definitely one of those games belongs on there. It's just if, to me if it's Box Boy or Box Box mm. Boy, and. Well, then I'll... I, I'd say Box uh, Boy. I would help be that deciding factor and say Box Boy should be there. Uh, there is the the one on the Switch. I forgot what that one's called. Uh, Isn't that just like the completed, uh, like just full trilogy of it, games? Or am I, I I thought it had a different name to it. It was like, bo- is it Box Boy mm. and Box Girl? I think so. But I mean, like, uh, Box Box Boy yeah. had Box Girls. Well, and the, the original also Box Boy had box girls too and you can put a bow on box boy as well uh, it does say it does uh, say it's the fourth game so it's a separate game that's okay. on switch oh, okay. i've considered getting it. it's it's only it's only up. 10 bucks on switch uh i've, I've i know and then that the other thing of these games is they're super yeah. cheap that was the appealing factor of these small and this is from yeah and this it, is from Hal, the uh the kirby people so similar Kirk, similar yep. to pushmo and like hey it's a little side project puzzle game that's just really solid and cute on the 3ds yep. so good good for and i misspoke earlier uh part-time ufo that was hal that did that for ios and i gotcha. can freak because uh, box 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 boy is a little unlockable skin oh, that's as cool. uh the ufo nice. all right matt you're up oh what should be next uh hmm. we went through all the fire emblem mm-hmm. games i am going to nominate azure striker gunville 2 I haven't played it, As but a, I know it's I know it's a hugely important game to you, and I think I think it's probably going to be low on our combined twenty five list. But I, I'm okay having it on there. It 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 does frustrating things like it does the thing that later Mega Man games and this is from the uh, 
uh was it inti creates uh what's the uh uh inti systems inti creates is a, is a developer i know that yes i think it's a it creates the same uh tangentially the same creators of mighty number no. nine uh the uh inafune related right. mega man game even, that they, came out on kickstarter they even combined those later didn't they uh with what like isn't gunvolt and mighty number no. nine kind of like is that what mighty gunvolt is mighty gunvolt was like a little side thing like uh bloodstained uh curse of the moon uh or that bloodstained game that came out that was an right. homage to like castlevania Mm -hmm. 3 and things like that that was like an homage to just original mega man games that added gun vault and mighty number nine in there and yes inti creates was the developer for ezra striker gun vault and which the original game came out on 3ds a very simple game where you are playing as this mega man x like character and instead of like just shooting enemies you would tag them instead by shooting them and then unleash the special attack, which would chain combos. And like, you know, the more you tag them, the higher the combo would Every be. Every time I see you get... video of this game, it's just like a big light show that's happening. And I don't exactly know Hell, what the is. hell's going on. But I know, I'm sure if you play it, when you play it, it feels much more like you know what you're doing. And it. it's not, it's not. It, ca- it kind of is. There's a lot of bright flashing lights. It's not too intense. You know, I don't think you're going to get have any like Caesar effects sure. or anything. Like you're very photosensitive from this uh two though adds in the char- playable character of uh copen who is like the proto man version of the azure's to you know mega man's proto man to azure strikers uh version sure. of this uh the difference is though he is uh a different play style where instead of like tagging enemies by shooting them you tag enemies by charging into them mm. and he can like he can charge up in diagonals down diagonals straight forward and just bounce across the level for a set amount of time and once you tag an enemy your shots like will automatically target them and get more damage uh, and then add up to this chain combo for your high score which once you get hit your chain goes down uh there's a lot of anime bullshit to this <laughs> whole thing though too they use things like weird concepts like septima which makes me think of like septic which is just weird just a lot of like harem kind of bullshit that's added around the edges. The story is basically impenetrable, pixel- right? <laughs> yes, it's just such a mess. It's like what is like sometimes they put like dialogue up on the screen, like in later Mega Man games, which are like, "Stop talking! I'm in the middle of a boss <laughs> battle. Why are you blocking the screen? You can turn that off, thankfully, and or like put the op- opacity like you know high up so you can see through mm-hmm. it and. You know, but and then of course they're all speaking in Japanese, so it's like you have to read if you want to get the flavor text of everything. But the pixel art is gorgeous. It does it look uh, amazing? The only thing is, like, you can get both these games now on the Switch, which are at a better resolution, which highlight all this. But man, it, it, it's just a solid, solid game. I think two is probably the best of the both. Okay. So uh, for me, that's my nomination for this. I'm list. fine. To, I'm fine to have it on there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss on Animal Crossing New Leaf. You okay with that? Mm. Uh, absolutely. Cool. That is the Animal Crossing game for the portable era. Yeah, like, I, I, Wild World was really good on the DS, uh, but but didn't play much of Wild, any of Wild. But New Leaf, but I played a little bit of New Leaf and New Leaf. We got turnip prices. <laughs> New Leaf was solid. Uh, I the thing I don't like about New Leaf was that they put all of the shops 
on like a they've had these train tracks and then you'd have to go up to mm-hmm. basically the city portion uh similar to the way yeah. they did it in city folk where they just separated things out so you you could go up to this like um like main street kind of area and that's where all the shops would would be and your museum and things like that so it actually left the yeah. and the and the street pass yeah stuff, the street pass stuff was super good where you could see Digby. that was that was really fun but i think having that street of all the shops left the the lower area with all your villagers as just like really barren and that that kind of disappointed me but at the same time mm. it's animal crossing it was great checking in checking yeah. in every day and it, finding new furniture paying off your loan fishing and, and catching bugs just solid yeah i think this is where animal crossing really exploded like it was big on the mm-hmm. ds when it first came out on that platform because it just fits so well for a portable design but when it came out on 3ds it was just just because of like social media at the time it was just huge and that everywhere. street pass like, there was just such a fan that street pass it. that you mentioned is huge like to to be able to walk by somebody and if they had an animal crossing town then you would get their home there'd be like these model homes that were even further north of the of the shops and and you could go into these people's homes they wouldn't be there but like you could go into their home you could actually i think they'd like be standing right outside of it so you could say hi to them as, as yeah. you walked in they wouldn't do anything because you know you were far away they're just static right. like you know it's just like you're, hi this is my house Come yeah on you're in. far away from the actual player at that point but you could go into their home look at their furniture and you could also buy like you could buy any of the furniture mm-hmm. that was in there from your catalog and it was a great way of getting lots of cool new furniture and just seeing the ways that people built their house and that's always one of the coolest things in animal crossing to me is just seeing the creativity of people making their houses and it's honestly something you don't get as strongly in animal crossing new horizons mm. because you don't you don't share your houses as easily yet yes you can come over to people's no, islands you can go to your island totally again, yeah. it's it's i wouldn't say easy but it's a relatively painless process it's very nintendo it's very nintendo to to go visit somebody's other somebody else's island and then look in their house that way but it's not it's not as creative in that way uh, i will say though i've been watching a lot of youtube videos of people's five-star island tours or just looking at their homes and that's been a cool way but it's not a video game way it's not something i can do right in the game to look at somebody's really cool creation i have to go outside of that and in that way i think new leaf is is superior to to new horizons mm. and also your shit don't break <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, having yeah. a fishing yeah, pole i'm sure that annoys you the it's hell it's nice out of having you. a fishing pole <laughs> that the... doesn't degrade yeah. god can't you get the ultimate fishing pole or something nope. like that you in can the get game? a golden fishing nope. rod oh. and it lasts longer but it doesn't it's not forever uh, but hey, you know the master it's sword. Not life. The master sword gets tired, so why can't your fishing pole? It needs a rest. Fuck that bullshit. Uh, and, and they right. brought and they brought back weapon degradation and fire emblem. Why is why does Nintendo hate me? Why, Matt? <laughs> they want you to learn a lesson, Chase. Yeah. That nothing is permanent in yeah, this I world. Guess so, all right. What what are you gonna put up now? All right. Uh, I would say my next lock is shovel knight i'm not gonna fight you on that one okay i just short answer just one of the best 2d platforms that has come out in quite some time uh just debuted on the 3ds and the wii u and is just like i felt it was just such a great 
homage to like NES style uh, platformers at the time, like DuckTales and uh, Mario, Mega Man, and but also adding a lot of like modern day twists, like just got adding that Dark Souls in, in like in it. Uh, when you die. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like when you die you lose loot but you can gain it back if you don't die to the last place you died and you like the checkpoint systems you can destroy the checkpoints and get more cash and gold and jewels out of that instead of uh, you know using that as a checkpoint and if you die you have to go back further uh there's a lot of challenge to that and they've added so much stuff over the years uh, i haven't played any I'm of that not extra sure stuff. If, like everything Oh, there's some good, like the Spectre Torment is really good. I haven't tried the Plague Knight one or the uh, King Knight I, one. I bought but... the uh, the Treasure Trove for, for Switch, so mm-hmm. I've got it all, and I will eventually go back to that game. But I, yeah, I played the original Shovel Knight on 3DS. Uh, shame, shameless plug, I also did an episode of Gamers on the Go with the Yacht Club Games guys uh, where we were able to talk a little bit more about the making of Shovel Knight and the Kickstarter that went with it and all the cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, really good guys. Uh, yeah, that game. Yep. That game and was they, fun. They push that system like it's like it is just such a solid 2D platformer. That is like if if you have a 3DS and don't have any other system that you can play it on, that uh, you should definitely it's pick that one. It's a solid version. Of Super it. cheap and it's yep. great. I think that's a fair one to add. Wonderful music. Uh, I, there's so much else I can say about it, but just yeah, it, it belongs on the top 25. I think. I think we're about at 15 or so at this point so we're we're Oof. getting we're still in agreement at this point so i'm happy to keep going yeah. until we uh we reach something that we don't feel um all right i i think i have to go back to my jrpg roots here and say a bravely default game should show up somewhere in the top 25 mm-hmm. you're, you're okay with that i i definitely agree because out of like a lot of the jrpgs that came out on that system uh bravely default definitely not going to say change the game, but it definitely it refined. Uh, gained a lot of interest in that that turn-based strategy RPGs uh, kind of totally. nature because it added a lot of customization, especially in the first one. It's like, if you don't want to do random battles, you're not going to face a single random battle. It was battle so right good. If you want to play it four times the speed, you can play it four times the God speed. Damn. We also have a job system, so yeah. that, that, which is one of the best kind of JRPG kind of systems, I think, is like the job system from Final Fantasy V and three. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and I think as and above like the best customization like for JRPG. And they expanded it so much more here in this. There were so many different jobs you could get. Um, the way you were able to take abilities from previous jobs and and hang on to them with with your new job. It wasn't quite Dragon Quest Nine style where you could just kind of have everything. <laughs> But it was it was still up there for all the customization that you had in there. I think it had some really great personality. It was fully voice acted, um, and and that mm-hmm. was a big deal at the time. We're not fully voice acted, but mostly voice acted. The art style is great. Like the backgrounds are almost like this watercolor mm-hmm. that remind me of a lot of early Square Enix RPGs on the PlayStation One. And yeah, it just it, the question is, which one is it? Is it Bravely Default? Uh, Bravely Default, default Flying uh, Fairy. Uh, which was or bravely default second layer Bra- bravely second, second layer. end layer second yeah. end yeah. layer uh, but not bravely default two because that's coming out this year for the switch because fuck because yeah. fuck that that can't just be easy god damn it um it's i only played the first one it's so. a tough choice for me. i i think probably the first one's the way to go um the second it had a good street pass idea too where you gain people like on this like mini map mm-hmm. and you can gain items from this uh what was the big threat this creeping shadow 
yeah, uh, thing I that don't, was uh, threatening I the land. I don't 100% remember. <laughs> and then time travels in, involved. Oh, don't, don't remind me of the bad parts of this game, Matt. <laughs> um, First, I have to talk about parallel universes. Uh, yes, good. Half A presses and parallel universes, of course. Um, yeah, the, I think rebuilding the village was cool. Uh, it was something that also came out. I mean, it's been in other games as well, but uh, I remember it from Nino Kuni 2 as well, where you're kind of rebuilding mm-hmm. the castle and there were timers on things. So you had reason to go back and, and yeah, it was weird having a cooldown timer for street pass like kind of stuff in a yeah. 3DS game, but that was the style I at mean, the time. You, didn't, you couldn't put money in it, which was nice. Thankfully, you couldn't just spend real money to to make your timers uh, like just instantly finish. So it was cool that there was a way to to have it uh, finish faster uh, with with this weird separate currency of street pass people. Uh, but but I found that to be kind of fun. That was a way of getting some really cool weapons and, and items there. The, mm-hmm. the, the job system is just very cool the way I thought all the different jobs were really neat and the, the abilities they gave you, I think it just led to some really interesting combinations of, of mechanics that were, were fun to play around with. Uh, like you mentioned, just the, the freedom and the customization it was mm-hmm. so easy to grind in that game because you could just turn up the the enemy encounters to 100 percent and you'd just be getting them constantly <laughs> take a step and Ooh. you could also like you mentioned just speed up the game and the the brave and default combat system was awesome in that especially for grinding because once you knew that you were stronger than these enemies you just smash on the brave four times mm-hmm. so you could get your four attacks in one turn per character and you'd just crush yep. the enemies and you'd get your you'd, you'd grind Steam really quickly roll. and if you got hurt and needed to get back to a town you could crank it all the way back down to zero and then you could just walk back to town without worrying about it and i that's it's almost like it's cheating it is but and it's a they put it in the game so <laughs> fair it's game? a little broken but at the same time it was just so it was so nice to have a, a game that wasn't constantly trying to screw you over in different ways. Uh, so that, yeah. that part was cool. Uh, the ending of that game sucks. It's so bad. I, I, I didn't really get to the ending, so I don't know how it ends ends, but I know it's a lot it, of like Mega Man. We're going to play every single ba- boss battle that we played it, through one more the time. The whole thing is about the, the story looping and it just keeps looping at one point mm. And, you you have to go through the loop a number of times. It forces you to go through the loop. A so you of have times. to end it by shooting yourself in the heart with <laughs> yeah, a blunderbuss. Uh, uh, looper style. But then finally they reveal. Uh, have I loop. told you the the twist of this game before? Uh, probably. I don't remember okay. it though. It's it's that go it's ahead. That they it. play the the title sequence of the game again, and you see bravely default flying fairy, and then they take the ah. f's off, and so. What the the fairy companion that you've had the whole time? Her name is Airy, and so now the game says bravely default lying Airy, and it's that your companion has been lying to you this whole time, and she's the reason that you're wow. stuck in this loop, and it's so stupid. And then I thought, okay, bravely second, uh. bravely second end layer. Like, what the fuck does that mean? At least they're not going to pull any stupid bullshit like like flying fairy again. Like you can't, I can't, I can't see what they do with that. And then they did something with it. And the the thing they do, and I don't remember exactly how it works, 
it's they add letters on. So it's not end layer. Oh, it's shit. send instead it's, of like doing WWF back in the day and taking the right, F out. Yeah, now they put the F now back they're in. They're adding letters and it's send player and you're supposed to like send something forward or whatever to break some other cycle and fuck that. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play through both of these games again because that to me sounds they're amazing. they're fantastic uh, JRPGs. That sounds like oxen free amazing. They're fantastic JRPGs. The story just kind of really gets up its own ass at some point and and makes the ends of those games terrible. I'm I'm dreading what Bravely Default Two is going to do. So far, I haven't seen uh, a subtitle, so maybe they won't fuck it up. But the subtitle is two. Yeah, so yeah. God, if they do something stupid, they, they take out the T uh, and then it's bravely default. Here, here's Ooh. what they're going to do. I, cause I think it's Roman numerals. It'll be like bravely default two. And then they'll just add a third, <laughs> a third eye to it. Like, oh, oh my you God. You're playing a- bravely default three this <laughs> yeah, whole time. Who knew? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I'm on Buddha level right now here. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, I'd probably okay. put Bravely Default 1. Bravely Second has some some extra uh, classes to it. In fact, it has all the old bosses from the first one. So you get all those classes by fighting those enemies as well. So you get some new stuff and some old stuff. Um, but I think that first crew of four is really iconic in a way that the second group I don't remember as well. So we'll mm. we'll go with Bravely Default 1 and feel good about it. And Matt, I think it is back to you. Well, let's get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Kirby was, game should we I be picking? I was letting you have that choice. Um, so we have Triple Deluxe and Robobot. I would say that Blowout Blast is a different kind of game. In the, I, I would say Blowout Blast comes with Triple Deluxe. Isn't that like one of those side games that uh, was in? Yes, I think it was a side game, but then like they, the uh, the they broke it out. Not Smash Brothers Kirby game that was in Planet Robobot that they also released as a set standalone yeah, game. Yeah, they they did break it out. Yeah, they they broke out Blowout Blast into yep. its own thing and added a bunch of levels. Yep, you're and, right. And and I think that's a separate game. I like that game a lot, but I don't think it's top twenty five material. So I think really the question is just Triple Deluxe or Robobot. They also put out a, a remastered version of, or not not remastered exactly, but they put out an enhanced version or a new version of Kirby's Epic Yarn on the 3DS. But yes. we're not counting that because, you know, the, re, the remake. Because it's pretty yeah, much a remake, remake of just one-to-one port of the Wii game. If we were doing a Wii list, that would be a yeah, Wii game. But we're not going to do a Wii uh, list on Gamers on the Go course not no you can't bring your wii with you it's uh, triple deluxe or of robobot. these two yeah i'm gonna go with robobot that is that is my choice uh, just because the kind of the variety of it's kirby with mechs <laughs> it's i mean it's kind of like kirby's dreamland 2 on the whoa, game boy when you have like rick know, and the other characters you're, like you're you saying get all like, the right things to me matt but it, it it changes the abilities as you like you have like the cutter ability with a mech. It changes it to a different yeah. ability. Some of the boss battles are just absolutely epic, where you're just like doing these different things that like a Kirby game should. The most I can say about Triple Deluxe is like you get that uh, hyper fruit that makes Kirby suck up right. everything, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's great, and the music in both games are sure. amazing as well too. So it's. This is a hard coin toss, but to me, I think Robobot is just, I just the more interesting game with the yeah. variety of way the mechs go. Sometimes you sometimes turn into a plane or a car, and that 
changes up the level design a bit and the variety of the game. I I think I would uh, not to not to say Triple Deluxe is sure. a bad game by any stretch. It's a very solid Kirby game. Uh, they're on the easy side, obviously, but right. The 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 challenge is finding all those secrets and getting all those collectibles. Uh, yeah, it's hard to have a bad time with a Kirby game. Yeah, I see. I, I think I defer to you on this one. You are you are more of a Kirby fan than I am. I love Kirby for sure, um, but I think you you enjoy the franchise a bit more than I do. I uh, Kirby instead of swallowing enemies when he's in a mech, he scans them. <laughs> he scans yeah, them. Yeah, uh, I like Triple Deluxe in that it does kind of go back to basics, and mm-hmm. I mean at that point. Kirby, I know a lot of people say every Kirby game is the same, but Kirby actually really does. Do you get it? Kirby, triple, deluxe? No. Triple D? Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't tell me you're just getting I just getting had that. my Phoenix down moment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. See, I, I was watching. Like, Bravely default I, flying I, fairy. <laughs> triple oh, deluxe. God. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I had the same realization when I I followed this oh, no. online comic called RPG, which is like oh. a fantasy <laughs> thing, and listened to the creator saying like, "Yeah, it's a play on RPG." Yeah, I'm bet. just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Ah, <laughs> uh, that's incredible. I'm I'm shocked you didn't know the triple that's, deluxe. It's the whole motif with the I, whole 3ds I line feel, of games. I feel so stupid. I I got. Well, I'm so glad we did this I got episode Advanced now. Wars Holy Dual shit! Strike and Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow and all the <laughs> DS bullshit, but yep, I did yep. not get Triple Deluxe. I wow! All right, oh, all right, wow. all right. Let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get me centered again. Focus, uh, focus, I'm focus. I'm all over the place now. Um, it's 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 Planet Robo. Yeah, Robobot. Uh, uh, Triple it's, Deluxe it's, is good. It's 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 very classic. Kirby on the DS was going in all sorts of different directions with something like mm-hmm. uh, Kirby Mass Attack or Canvas Curse that really tried a yep. lot of new things so for me really good games. really good games for sure and very inventive and interesting but for me i was looking for that classic kirby experience and triple deluxe gave it to me in spades and mm-hmm. robobot was kind of like okay well here's kirby again but here's a gimmick and and for me i was like oh i don't a gimmick that plays that builds upon the You're original right. game that they set up with triple deluxe and i think just does it just a hair better with its presentation i, I think production. you're absolutely right but at the time i thought like ah robobot is just kind of like like they're getting they're getting same old, old, same they're old. getting away from what i like like they're adding another gimmick but when you reframe it and say like hey your favorite kirby game is kirby's dreamland 2 and that's the one with all the animals that then uh like modify your your pickups and my second favorite kirby game of all time is uh crystal shards and that game is mm. all about picking up multiple powers and and modifying them in different ways and it's like shit no he's right robobot's the, robobot's the better one so i'm i'm fine to add kirby's planet robobot that's a that's a solid game good choice a solid game yeah yeah it just pretty much comes down to like triple deluxe solid game uses the 3d very well uh, it's like a lot of foreground background that they did like a uh, Wario 3D world was the virtual console uh, virtual boy uh, Wario uh, land game uh, Wario I world think it was game. just Wario Wario world 3D or Wario something land. like that Wario land on the virtual yeah. boy yeah but it uses that same background foreground right. 3D sometimes Kirby will you know like there's a train that comes from the background of the foreground and if you were in front of it it slams uh, the, right into the it Donkey like Kong, Smash the Brothers Kong Country Returns I think is a is a, a good mm-hmm. one that does that foreground background stuff um, 
Yep. Yep. Especially absolutely. Another... I think this one did a, did a lot, but Robobot does the same exact thing. And just, did you play I, the Switch the, one? The idea of adding mechs. Uh, I played a little bit of the Switch one, and to me, that is a good multiplayer right. game uh, with a lot of vi- variety, like with the characters that you can play as. Uh, it feels more of like a beat 'em up than it does a yeah. Kirby game. I, I felt uh, similarly which, about which the is Wii kind one of weird. as well. Like I liked that one. Mm. I liked playing as Waddle Doo or Waddle D. Waddle D, I think. Uh, yeah. Waddle... Yeah, definitely that four-player co-op mm-hmm. kind of. It, it's almost like Streets of Rage. Yeah, Kirby. and like Waddle D had his. Uh, is, uh, yeah, good thought. Uh, Waddle D has his spear that he has like all these different attacks he can do with just the spear. He can't suck up attacks like or suck up powers like Kirby, but I found that really cool. Mm-hmm. And then Meta Knight and DDD. Yeah, and it was the same way in the the uh, not the uh, Canvas Curse for the DS, but the Rainbow one for Wii U. Right. You can play as Waddle D, and he also has a spear, which is just like that's cool. I give Waddle D a little bit more yeah. variety now, though. Come on, he's 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 getting he's getting up to A tier. Uh, get get him out of that B tier. Uh, all right matt we're running into like i'm at the point where i still have games on my list but i am worried that i don't think they're your thing and i don't and i don't think i feel strongly enough about some of these to to really push them through i'll i'll well it's your turn so i'll give you the one that i absolutely think needs to be on here that you are going to just have to trust me on that's fair dragon ball fusions okay i know you haven't i know you haven't played it why is this the Dragon Ball game to get on the 3DS? Because <laughs> it's the only good one on the 3DS, for sure. Oh. Um, it's, it's uh, of all the Dragon Ball games in all the world, there are only two good ones. And it's this one and Fighters. And Fighters wasn't on the 3DS. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Fusions is a pretty incredible RPG that I did not expect to love as much as I, as much as I did. Um, I I was not really much of a Dragon Ball fan until this game came out, so I wasn't. Uh, yeah, really? like I I had enjoyed some in high school, watching watching some of that with some friends, high school and middle school. Um, but then it, it you know I didn't have Cartoon Network growing up, so I didn't get that. I had Nickelodeon mm. instead, and and only much later did we, for whatever reason, our cable switched over and said, "Hey, you get Cartoon Network now." So I was like, "Oh, sweet, Dexter's Lab sweet. and Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack and and." tsunami stuff like great fantastic uh, but it was a little late for me on some of that stuff so now i've had to kind of backfill it mm-hmm. anyway um so the the dragon ball stuff was fine i enjoyed that but i think the game itself actually really is incredible the fusions part is uh, references that for a lot of the characters that you find you, basically it's an rpg where you're just picking up all these dragon ball characters and you can fuse some of them together using basically what are like the patara earrings in the in the show i was gonna say do you have to do the dance Uh, i think actually you well so it's weird because there are real because there are different types of fusion in the show there's different types of fusion if there isn't a rhythm game involved with the dance there's not a rhythm game missed opportunity missed opportunity but you can get the different versions of uh vegeta and goku uh, that that fuse oh, nice. by using different mechanics so the the ones where you have to do the fusion mm-hmm. dance i think you actually have to do that in combat so you have to have vegeta and have to have a goku there but you can have the patara earring stuff and have them mashed up before the the battle and then you only have the one uh i think that one's vegito i think that yes yes and 
That's the earring right. one, yes, and, Vegeta. Yeah, Oof. and then Gogeta or Gogeta or whatever is the is the actual fusion one. It's okay. They 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 just they say like it's going to be permanent, and then they just change it a couple chapters later. Yeah, it's no, all good. No problem. It's at all good. Um, this is shown in anime. You know, anything, anything goes, uh, and anything comes back. Like that's that's just the that's yeah, just exactly. the way it works. Um, so you get a team of I think it's five uh, of five players on your or five party members, and some of these people you can fuse together before the battle. So like I can have Vegito as one of my four as one of my five. Or I could have Goku and Vegeta as two of my five, and then they can fuse within the match if they hit the hit the right conditions. So that stuff's kind of cool. There are also some um, uh, creative liberty fusions that are in that game that are definitely not from, not canon from the show. Like you can you can put Hercule or Mister Satan and uh, Boo together, and it's fantastic. That seems canon to me. I don't know what <laughs> there, you're talking about. There are about. a lot of... They are the best of There friends. are a lot of really cool fusions. You also make your own Dragon Ball character at the beginning of the game. You can choose your race. <laughs> you can be You can be a Saiyan. You can be a human. You can be uh, an alien like, like Boo. You can... Oh, so like Xenoverse, Xenosaga, Xenogears, whatever Dragon Ball. Uh, you, you get a rival. It is kind of like Pokemon because you're collecting them all and you have this rival that's also trying to make their own team. <laughs> Collect all the Dragon Ball it's, characters it's, instead of you, the Dragon absolutely. Balls. And, what a and concept. you actually, uh, it's all based around a big fighting tournament that's happening. So everybody's trying to get their teams at five. Of course, of and course. I haven't even mentioned the best part of this game and that's the combat. You, It's, it's turn-based it's all based mm. on characters' speeds, so you can have you can have your characters. If you have like a super fast character who might be kind of weak, they can get multiple turns before a really slow enemy can have their turn, and you're able to like combo these turns together if you have some fast enough people on your team, or their their turns all kind of um, go in conjunction with each other and go right one right after another. You can combo your attacks to try to ring out opponents because you're kind of fighting in these big rings. So you can do like beam attacks, big, big beam key kind of attacks that will push them back a little bit. You can do punching attacks that can push them further back, melee attack kind of stuff that does that. Um, and based on what your character is strong at, the different characters you're using, they have different strengths and weaknesses for that. So what you should be doing is comboing your characters enough to knock knock people out of the ring because then they'll get that that cool dragon ball moment where they get punched and then they fly into a mountainside and and explode and crash into that but when they get knocked when they get uh, a ring out that character their turn goes all the way back to the back of the turn order and they've got to come back up hmm. so you you strategize it's kind of like grandia like just yeah. it's like an active time battle sort of but if you knock an opponent back far enough it, like you hit them hard enough they get knocked exactly back a little bit you in can interrupt time. attacks and hmm. because it's five on five you have uh, a bunch of enemies there and you can even uh bowling pin pinball kind of them together so i can do like this big punching attack <laughs> and they get sent into one of their own guys and then both of them fly out like it's curling or something. Wow. And so you can end up knocking out multiple opponents with, with one attack. And so you can just keep chaining it together in a really tactical, fun way. And it's incredible. It's, it's very good. 
I remember hearing about this game when my time in retail and like the feedback from people was like, oh, I didn't like this game. It's not a fighting it's, game. Yes, it's not a fighting like game. Like I wanted it to be. I, I think that's what the expectation of people had going into this kind of game. It's like, oh, this is going to be the ultimate fighting game for Dragon Ball. It's going to have all these characters. Yeah. And it turns out it's like more of like a turn-based yeah, RPG. it's definitely not a fighting uh, game, but that I, actually sounds more interesting. It's so to me. interesting. Like, I like Dragon Ball fighters and like some of the old uh, book, you know, uh, not Bokta, not Bokta, Budokai. What's, uh, Bokuden, not uh, not Budokai. What came out on the Super Nintendo and uh, oh, uh, those those kind of games, those original uh, uh, weird yeah, ass fighting games that were just like almost like Samurai Showdown, but with Dragon Ball characters, you could fly in the air and it splits the screen yeah, up. It's like it's so those weird. Games are bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're okay, but still, like this actually sounds it is. interesting. So I can see why you want it, it on the list, and I have. No problem. You want to it's put so it on cool. there if you are. And, and like all the characters are like, I wouldn't say they're chibi versions, but they're like, they're tiny, but they're correctly proportioned. Big, big head kind of, yeah. but just little smaller it's, scale. It's so much fun. Not, not decayed mode in GoldenEye, <laughs> right. but almost. It's so much fun to, to play with different combinations of team members. And um, you do mm. have to, there is one pretty poorly explained mechanic that you need to have to get the higher level characters, uh, like the characters you really want. Like if you're looking for somebody like Cell, mm-hmm. you have to you have to put some work into it that the game doesn't really tell you. You have to like fight. You have to play as Yamcha no, or something. You have to what? play like a bunch of of <laughs> regular battles first to like build up mm. a meter, but the meter's not even really there. It's it's kind of like. Um, the same obtuse logic to get Dragon Balls and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, or Fighters. It's 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 honestly it's more like Pokemon Let's Go, where you're having to like create a hmm. catch combo just to like get to the point oh, okay. where shinies might show up or the the rarer Pokemon might show up if you get your catch combo high enough. It's the same kind of thing here where you have to do so many battles to get the the right amount of like what you do you like tear a tear a hole open in space time and that's where the the enemy comes out of so you have to fight like a bunch of <laughs> lower level guys that are just around to build up your strength to open like a be- a better gate or whatever it's very ridiculous oh my god it's, that sounds so dragon ball i i kind of love it i i i should check out so this you can game. actually like you can fight cell in like a normal battle and it, it's just like fine but you want to play exactly him. like you can fight him and you knock him out and that's how you can get some characters you can get a ton of characters that way so it's like well, why can't i get cell i keep i keep fighting him and it's like because you have to go through this this complicated way to get cell and then even when you see him you need to like not only beat him but you need to like overkill them so so much mm. so like i that, that's the only way you take out a villain in Dragon Ball. Like, they always come yeah, back. You can't just take them down you to zero. You gotta slice them up with the Z-Sword and then blast them. And, and they just have... That's the only way you take out Frieza. And they have everybody. And they have iterations of everybody as well. So, like, you can get... Nice. You, can have, you can have a team of Trunks, Super Saiyan Trunks, Super Saiyan, uh, like, whatever Trunks. Like, you can get all these different Trunks. There's a ton of different Gokus in there. You can get Child Goku in there. It's... It's amazing how you may be building this up like it's DuckTales 2017, <laughs> the current DuckTales going as like a, a ultimate universe of every fan It is favorite. amazing how how many fan favorite stuff's in there. And even Super is in there too. You can get Beerus and, and some of those Damn. characters as well. Are there like original Dragon Ball characters that just uh, pop up? 
there are some like like you can absolutely get child goku uh i think king piccolo is in that game i think he's in that game uh oh who's the cat uh not yamcha's not 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 far buddy no the one that that hangs up in the tower yeah the one Uh, who who grows the sensu beans sensu beans kami no kami's look at no kami's kami's further up that he's like on on the way up Kami's up at tip top. Let's let's move on. But yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Dragon Ball original Dragon Ball so Fusions good. is is a, a amazingly hidden gem that people should play because it's so cool. And it All goes right. over. It, it does uh, go my over pick. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, we're gonna have to have one Metroidvania game in this uh, list, and uh, that nomination is gonna be Metroid: Samus Returns. I haven't played it. I know you're all about it. I I bought it knowing it's, that you've said like we need to do an episode on it and we will at some point at some so, point uh, maybe that in then the original Samus Returns because that is a Game Boy ass yeah, Game totally. Boy game and they uh uh try I'm gonna look up the developer because everyone was like oh can this developer do a good yeah, job it's not about... retro right no it was uh uh it, they were oh, it begins with an H I think. I am looking it up right now. Uh, Let me ask you this though, Matt. Really director, is publisher. this the best? Uh, Mercury Steam. Mercury okay. Steam. Is this the best remake of Metroid Two out there? It's the it's only remake not, of Metroid Two. Not well, the only you're one. right. You're right. It's not. I have not played another Metroid Two uh, remake. I was going to say ASMR <laughs> Metroid because <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if the acronym, another but yes, uh, yes, I have not played another Metroid remake they what they did in this game though is what i applaud is the combat system that they they implemented this sort of uh counter uh move that you can do in this game that just it feels so good like uh yeah and if they ever release that metroid game legit the retroid uh, samus Mm -hmm. 2 remake which from what i've seen is just pretty much like exactly like if they did super metroid for which some uh, people with some metroid zero really want but I think they did something yeah. cool here. I mean, to be fair, the original uh, Metroid Samus Return, Metroid 2 Samus Return on the Game Boy was on the Game Boy way before totally, Super Metroid. Totally. And how they squeezed a Metroid game on the Game Boy was pretty impressive in itself. It didn't really connect a, well, a lot well yeah. with a lot of people just because the size of the sprite for Samus in that game was And for huge. a game about exploration kind of like that. when you can yep. when you can barely see anything on the screen that that really hurts it. Yeah, I mean like if you got the Game Boy Pocket or the Color or Super Game Boy it helped a lot uh to play that game, but it added so much like the the spider ball where you can go into the morph ball and then climb up areas that you can get to and being able to be a contained game is where that, the whole is objective that how Metroid was crawls? wipe out the Metroids. Just to go into the morph ball. Uh, Metroid crawls. That was still Super Metroid, <laughs> but yes, that's how Metroid uh, crawls. Uh, but you can crawl on walls. That's uh, that's the important cool. thing. Uh, but yeah, I I, I got a hand to Mercury Steam. I believe they did the uh, Castlevania. Uh, what's that 3D Lord, Castlevania Lords game that came out? Lords of Shadow. They did one for the 3DS mm. that came out uh, alongside a little shortly after I Lords heard of that Shadow. Wasn't that good. That was. It was kind of janky, like uh, the frame rate and everything just didn't feel yeah. good. Uh, the most I played of that game was the demo. Like the 3D aspects 
was kind of cool, but it was just a very much a 2D Metroid-esque uh, kind of the Castlevania game in the style of uh, Symphony of Night in that ways. But it's just like that, that frame rate just kind of yeah. killed it for me, uh, which rarely happens. But for that, it just did. It just didn't leave a good impression. But this one, like it's Metroid Samus Returns to the 3DS. It's smooth. They added to like just making the map design a lot more accessible than compared to on the Game Boy. And that whole just like being able to uh, shoot at an enemy and like you can counter them just at the right time and you get a free shot that like kind of wipes them out. It's like a very engaging combat system that I hope when the next Metroid game comes out, whenever that is, is going to use at least some notes from this game. All right. That's 19, Matt. I, I still think we have a few more that we can I lock kind, in. I here. kind of like, agree. Um, I I'm gonna nominate. What's your next pick? I'm gonna nominate Picross 3D Round Two. I have not played a Picross game, and I am ashamed you, of that. You should. You absolutely should. And Picross 3. Is this the Picross game I should get? Uh, hmm. I would say the original Picross 3D on DS is probably the stronger game, but these games are so mm. good. The, the 3D ones especially. The the 2D Picross is fine. I, I like that just just fine. But the 3D Picross just adds, forgive me, another dimension to the gameplay. Um, <laughs> wow, you're almost like it's in yeah, 3D. Holy uh-huh. shit. But it is, it is extremely cool how you're just chipping away at, at this chunk of... And you're just using these numbers to to figure out which way to chip away at. You're using the stylus. Um, it's it's fun to do the little pokes around and and knock out the pieces. So you're actually kind of like sculpting what this is uh, hmm. instead of too deep across where you're just kind of crossing out the the plate the things that it isn't, and you're just left with this two D image here. You know, to make like the little dog, you have to like knock out between his four little legs and. <laughs> It's it's interesting because you don't know what it is when you're chipping away at it, and then because it's just one big gray slab, and then when the when you finish it, it pops in color, and you go, oh, it's a dog, isn't that cool? And it's it sounds simple, <laughs> but it's just a really fun puzzle game. I, I still think the first one's the better one, but that one's on DS, and this one's on 3DS. Uh, I I I bought this game twice. <laughs> I bought a yeah. Twice. I bought a Japanese version of it because I forgot that the 3DS is region locked, and I thought, okay, well, you know, I don't need English to be able to do Pacross. Like that's fine. I can play Pacross 3D around two easily. And then I went, oh wait, this doesn't work in my system. That sucks. But then eventually they they put it out for download only. Uh, I think years later, uh, and and I was able to download it and play it then, and it's. It's just a really fantastic puzzle game, and it's it's absolutely worth playing. I again, I like regular Pacross. There are plenty of really good Pacross games. Any of the Pacross E games that are on 3DS and Switch, there's plenty of Pacross games out there. But Pacross 3D is something different and really really cool. So I'm gonna have to keep that one in mind uh, when I'm browsing the eShop. You should. Uh, so so are you okay with? Don't know why I haven't played it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. okay with that. It, if there's going to be a Picross game, it sounds right. Yeah, for the I mean, 3DS. there were some other Picross games that came out for the 3DS that weren't that great. There was that Pokemon Picross game that I think had some interesting things because you mm-hmm. could collect the Pokemon and then they could 
give like different hints for you in the Pacross thing. It, it none of them were necessary because you're supposed to be able to play Pacross without any hints, without any uh, like extra hints than the ones they give you. So it kind of broke the game when you use that. There was also a Zelda Pacross, like a Zelda Twilight Princess Pacross mm-hmm. that that wasn't all that good. Um, Mar- and there's also Mario's Pacross that you can get on Virtual Console, which is extremely good. That's the original Game Boy version, and that one's that one's fun. But Pacross 3D Run 2 is just a, a whole different kind of thing. All right. I'm going to give a wild Uh-oh. card. Oh, my God. I... I don't know if I can back that one up, Matt. Why don't you tell the folks what you're talking this about? Is, this is the Nintendo 3DS guide to the Louvre in Paris, France. It is an exclusive software that you could get at mm-hmm. the Louvre. They give you 3DSs, so you can, instead of like uh, some uh, back in the day at museums and places, they would give you an audiobook tour where you could play a cassette at certain places and listen to the exhibit. Nowadays, they give you an iPod or a, a touch panel the display that you can carry around with you that does the same thing. But this uses the 3DS and is exclusive to 3DS. It gives you like a 3D image to view and gives you audio lessons about the artwork you're looking at. So if you want to look at the Venus de Milo or say the mm-hmm. Mona Lisa, you get a uh, visual and a audio explanation. Matt, that's... Uh, this this is a Good. joke. I like, had this. I got that's that. That's some... incredible, but I, it's absolutely not one of the top twenty five best games. I can't even use this on my three DS because it's region locked. Because uh, you can't play this course. on the US three DS. It has to be a PAL uh, version. What a what a. Uh, but I got that a long time ago at GameStop. Someone wanted to trade it in. I was like, we can't take this. And he's like, well, I'm just gonna leave it here. I'm like, cool. Wow. Mine now. I guess. What an amazing curio. That's incredible. Uh, but for, for my real answer, uh, man, uh, I guess, uh, for the next one, I'm going to go with Wario wear gold. All right. We have to have a discussion about it. I don't feel, I right. don't feel like that is a new game. I feel it is All right, a new tell game. Tell me why. It adds new mini games. It adds new mini games and it takes every existing mini game that has since the original Game Boy one, the GameCube one, uh, sorry, Game Boy Advance one. Uh, the uh, WarioWare Twisted, mm-hmm. where you use the accelerometer carts one, WarioWare Touched, and uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think anyone, any of the smooth moves were in there just because that's just right. so different uh, for the Wii. Uh, but this was like, this is the last hurrah for a WarioWare game. You're not going to get anything close to this ever yeah. again unless they come something with Switch, at, which I don't see them doing that. It's just they don't sell as right. well anymore. If you want a complete package, that's the WarioWare game to get. Yes, I I suppose so. I I still don't like how much content is being reused there, especially like whole cloth reused. Mm. Um, but they reuse stuff in Mar- WarioWare games. You're right. You're time. right about that. Uh, I so I think what else bothers me is I. I do not. I understand why they do it this way, but I do not like the way they've separated out the twisted and the smooth move, or no, the twisted and the touched, and the mega micro games into like their own things. But they put them all do together they? at the end. Okay. Yes, there's a, a time, and then they add in things where you have to blow into the you know the microphone of uh-huh. the 3ds and things like that and they added they had some different mm. things so there is a part where they are like hey we're going to be doing all these together now 
Man. I I love WarioWare, so it's it's more of like a it's more of like a moral thing for me than it, like moral's the wrong word. <laughs> it's it's more like a it's more like a principle. <laughs> the moral quandary of Waterfall. Yeah, it's more like the principle of the thing than it is the merit of the game itself, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I'm not saying it can't be on the top twenty five. I'm saying I don't want it to be a lock. Is that okay? We, okay. We, okay. That we, that's fair. Then then let me give a different one for a do. walk. I'll, I'll then. put another section down here that has Warrior Wear yep. Gold. Uh, Crimson Shroud. All right. Again, you're gonna have to. I, I know you like this game. You're gonna have to like sell sell me on it. Uh, do you think it's fair that we roll it in with like Liberation Maiden and Attack of the Friday Monsters of Tokyo <sighs> Tale? I think that's super unfair to do that. <laughs> Because then I would say they all came out the same. They time. did, but here they're not separate games. No, that's true. I, sell me on Crimson Shroud. I, I know you like this game. Tell tell me more about it. Crimson Shroud is uh, pretty much a turn based RPG uh, in the almost the purest sense. It's a uh, game that was developed uh, uh, by. Uh, uh, created by Yusu Miyamatsu at level five. Uh, kind of has this aesthetic where you're using miniatures and there's a lot of text-based uh, dialogue to it. And it's pretty much just like a dungeon mm-hmm. crawl using a lot of uh, dice rolls in like a Dungeons and Dragons sense. It's just such a, just a very well-crafted yeah. game. Uh, d- I can see why it's a little bit of a barrier for a lot of people because it's just a lot of text. It's a and lot, lot of, of text. And uh, also... A lot, a, a lot of text. It's kind of a cop-out to have these miniature figure characters because then they just don't have to have any real animation to them. Yeah, but it, they totally sell it. Like, the way the yeah. angles work, the way they transitions between cuts, it just kind of works for this kind of game. It has that kind of feeling of, like, Vagrant Story, of, like, that kind of aesthetic and everything, and... Yeah, it's just one of my favorites of that kind of group of uh, mini games that they sent out on the 3DS at the set around the same time with Attack of the Friday Monsters and Liberation Maiden. And of the three, I think this one is my favorite. Although the other two are really good too. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze here. <coughs> Woo! All right. Bless you. I'm just allergic to bad games. <laughs> I'm so no. sorry, man. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, let me. So, how many do we have here? Do we have 20? 1, 2, 3, 4. Not counting the uh, last one, okay. yeah, twenty. So here, here's what I want to do. I think, I think this is the point where we just put out, we put in everything else that we think is probably going to make this list somewhere, or like mm-hmm. everything else that I think is in contention for this list, and then okay. we'll, we can talk about it more at that point. We have five games we need to get to to finish out our list. So let's see. We have Warrior War Gold, Crimson Shroud. Uh, why don't you just tell me any of the other games you think need to really be considered here? Uh, uh, last two, I would say 1001 Spikes and Attack of the Friday Monsters Tokyo okay. Tale. Attack of the Friday. Uh, maybe, maybe Codename Steam. I'll put, I'll put it, <laughs> I will put it on the, I will put it on there just so we can talk about it. Someone's got a chance. Is it Attack of the Friday Monsters exclamation point a Tokyo Tale? Or does the exclamation point come later? 
I think that's uh, Attack of the Frying Monsters okay. exclamation point. I'll look I think that up quickly. Right. I know I have it written correctly up at the top of this. Yes, yes, Attack it of is. the Killer Tomatoes. It is. Uh, yeah, okay. Exclamation point, and then a Tokyo Tale. Uh, all right, so you're you're putting on Warrior Work Gold, Crimson Shroud, One Thousand One Spikes, Attack of the Friday Monster, Tokyo Tale, and Code Name Steam. Say it, Steve. Code Name S. Do you want? Do you want to just? Do you want to just get that out of the way? M. No, I I want to I want to give you my better games first. <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna add to this uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually just going to be easier if I copy and paste all these over. Uh, a shame we didn't do any of the other Monster Hunter games, but we're I, not really I'm, Monster yeah, Hunter fans. Yeah, I, I played 3 Ultimate, and that was the first... I played a bit of 4, the demo, and it's good. Eh, it's really, really good, yeah. but is, now that World's out, it's like... 3 Ultimate was the first one I played on... Uh, uh, the first Monster Hunter game I ever played. And I played it on the 3DS, mm-hmm. and I just was really struggling. I had, I had actually just gotten to St. Louis. I graduated college a little while ago and uh, had gotten to St. Louis, was coming coming back home from my, my job that I wasn't super happy at, and coming back and, and sitting down and trying to play this game. It's like, this, this game is just extra work, and everything was so much mm. effort to, to try to find the monster and to attack the monster and the animation priority and i don't think dark souls was i mean dark souls was a thing at that point it came out earlier than than demon souls yeah, was De- around and dark souls was just no coming dark out. souls was out before this it was 2010 dark, dark souls was i was still in college when dark souls came out so like there was yeah yeah sorry dark souls was yeah, 2000 there, there felt like a distinction between those two things but um but yeah. i didn't like those kinds of games i didn't like it just it just felt so restrictive and i just wasn't having fun and i think a big part of it is i was playing alone i didn't have other people there playing with me i think that would have made a big difference to to be playing monster hunter with with other people uh but it just it wasn't that fun for me i my my co-host on the casual hour uh got way into monster hunter world and convinced me to to pick it up so i played a little bit with them and that's kind of fun but i still it's it's only really fun in that co-op uh, time with me mm. so playing those games alone is just not not fun in the least yeah. for me and i just never found those to be all that good but monster hunter stories is different uh it's a it's a jrpg okay. um let's see uh i would like to put a mario and luigi game on there whether it's dream team or paper jam i would say the other two don't quite qualify as uh, for this list from the guidelines that we laid out well which one's a good one i've only played dream team and that was okay that paper jam looked interesting because it had that whole paper mario yeah, thing going it's with a that. tough call because dream team i finished and i had a pretty decent time with uh paper jam i didn't finish because there's a really bullshit like hey you got up to bowser's castle and he just kind of flicks you back off and you have to like do another <laughs> half of the game and i said no fuck that because i'd already been playing it too long <laughs> but i think the mechanics in paper jam are probably more fun than dream team so it's hard I, what's probably going to happen is that neither neither one of them is going to make it make the list. But I I do enjoy the Mario and Luigi games in general, um, and and kind of wanted to put them put them here in some capacity. Um, Fantasy Life, Paper Mario Sticker Star, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS, Miitopia, 
Ah, uh, yes. Metal Torrent was my last one, which is a, a pretty dark horse uh, one that's not going to make it. But I just mm. wanted to, to mention that is like this very weird uh, eShop game that was like a dollar. And it's it's just a it's just a 2D vertical shooter. And it's not even like a really incredible one of those. But it's it's one I played a lot. And and so I have some fond memories of Metal Torrent. But I will already say that one's not going to make the top 25 list. So I'm fine cutting it. So what do we got here? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games for five spots. So tell me about Codename Steam. <laughs> Codename Steam, Intelligent Systems, Dark oh, Horse. Intelligent Systems. I, I hear they make child. good games. They yeah. do make good games. And I think Codename Steam is a good game that gets mm. a bad rap. Uh, but I can understand why people don't like it. What I applaud it for is its creativity. It's kind of somewhat originality, taking a lot of uh, a lot of Americana and Victoria England like so characters ridiculous. in such a. It is ridiculous, but it's kind of awesome to fight alongside John Henry and the Lion from uh, Wizard of Oz in a turn-based, <laughs> so Overwatch-style game. It's so weird, and you're 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 commanded by Abraham Lincoln. Like, come on. How freaking weird and cool I is that? I think what bugs me about this game, I played the demo of Codename Steam and really didn't like it. And it's because they don't mm. give you, it's a tactical game, but they do not give you any sort of ability to play it tactically, I would say. They, uh, there's no, kind of, there's, but you don't get everything to Sure, like to I'm, you. I'm fine with, oh, well, I'm not fine. I hate, <laughs> I hate uh, Fog of War mechanics. <laughs> But this game takes it a step uh-huh. further where they don't even really let you get your bearings because there's no overview of the map at all. You you can only have the behind the shoulder view for each of your different units. So you're yeah. not I'm as as the person playing chess, I can't even see the fucking board when I'm playing this game. And it leads to a lot of running That's into fair. enemy fire or not being able to to see an enemy coming around a corner. And I guess it's more realistic in a way of that's what would happen if you were actually these characters. But fuck that. This is a yeah. tactics game and I can't be tactical. What the fuck? You can mm. be tactical. You just have to take mm. it slow, which I feel is like not a lot of people did I with love this being game. Sl- it's like, oh, it takes Advanced too long. Wars, I was always the it- artillery guy grit and I would be slow and I would turtle up because I'm a cheap, ah. cheap player. Um, but this is, this is not, this is not that. And then okay. they, they, you can, they you did can fix cut it. it. They did fix it. But in the demo, uh, yeah, they didn't bit. completely fix it, but they did fix it a little bit in the demo and in the, the original release of the game before they patched it, you, the enemies turns would take place in real time. So the enemies, you couldn't see them. Again, you have no frame of reference with a map, but the enemies are moving and the game is just telling you, yeah, hey, it's the enemy's turn. And it would go on for minutes. If you saw the enemy, you can see them move. That's the point. It would, but even enemy, You just have to take but that But even into enemies you couldn't see. It was doing all those, those calculations like it was actually happening Yeah, in the it game. has to do those calculations. But it was taking... Limitations of the hardware. Real time. No, it's not limitation of the hardware because they patched it out. Like it. 
they sped, they sped it, it up, up is what sure. they did. So it's yes. not a limitation to the thing. It was a de- conscious design choice that was stupid. Yeah, but if they had like an enemy just pop up in front of you, it's like enemy's turn. Okay, they did their turn and an enemy's just right in front of you. You'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. Where did this enemy come from? Mm. It's like, it was around a corner it you was, couldn't see. Like, no, you cannot, can, you cannot argue that it's the right decision because they uh, changed it. They knew that it was the wrong decision and they, they changed uh, it to make it less bad all they did was speed it up that's all they did was speed it up that's the all length, they did is people complaining it the took length too was long the problem the yes because <laughs> the enemies had to go that's just they how they built the game the length system. of the game it's just the uh, way it it's was so terrible but i i i contest this game has, this game has from the it. list that's good yes and you can use fire emblem yeah. amiibos in the game that's, as well too that's which is cool. Pretty cool it makes me want to play that game and then i realize oh wait i don't want to play that game but I did okay. buy that. Cut I bought from that the game list. for cheap. I will play that game. We will do a Gamers on the Go episode at some point, and I will continue to shit on this game. Some point. I will. Con- I will. Uh, fair ugh, enough. Matt, I. I'll bear my. You know cross. what else sucks? Uh, uh, not sucks, but um, I was watching the uh, the NYU Game Center. They they just had their, uh, or mm-hmm. I guess I think it just finished now. Now that we're recording at this point um yeah they had their because of the COVID 19 stuff they couldn't do like their graduation party where people go into like a little uh, area and they get to play all the the graduates games so they did it online and being online they were also put it out on twitch so anybody could watch it so i was watching some of that and these two students had a tactical game where everything was kind of randomized it was like a gotcha game where you got randomized loot and you had to figure out how to use those those weapons to take out enemies in a mm. in a kind of uh, randomized uh, map layout. So that stuff was kind of cool. And they had Austin Walker on from Waypoint, and yeah, uh, Frank Lance, who's the the head of the NYU Game Center, and also the the creator of uh, Drop Seven, which is one of the best puzzle games ever. Um, he <laughs> he just asked the question like, well, he asked it of the students. What's your what's your favorite turn based tactical game? And one guy said, you know what? I think it's Codename Steam. And and Austin <laughs> Walker just like visibly was so upset. Oh, he, he hates, hates that, that game because he he's hates smart because he has taste. Um, and he was talking about how <sighs> it was like one of the worst reviews that he had to write. You can be wrong and he still be smart. You can be wrong and still be smart. You're right. I don't agree with him on everything, but I do agree with him on this, that that game is not good at all. Um, he not likes bad. Invisible Ink, uh, which is a really cool game that I uh, don't love as much as some, but it's, it's uh, yeah, anyway. So this is not the first time I've had to endure somebody saying they like Codename Steam today, and I just don't like that mm. it's being brought up like that multiple times. <laughs> <sighs> Deal with okay. it, Chase. But yes, we can remove oh, it from the gone. list. It's it's gone. Um, what else? What else do we feel uh, like we can cut here? I I feel like we can cut Smash Brothers, because it, it's it's not bad. It's the first portable Smash Brothers. It is, though. but also it's basically a port of the Wii U version. Barring barring you dragging your Wii Ru- <laughs> Wii U around to play Smash Brothers. Yeah. The- Best I mean, way, it, but it came out. It came out the same time as actually. It came out earlier. A month, right? a month before. Oh yeah, God, it, it came, came out a month, month earlier than the the Wii U one. Uh, and they're more or less the same game. They have the same roster. Uh, the 3DS has a slightly, use slightly different way to uh, like. It has a slightly different story mode to it. There's a there's a different kind of game. Kind of. It was that uh, 
there was that was it not smash attack was it smash attack it's something where you play against like this random board against other cpu characters or actual players and it was like a the wii u had uh, like that bigger party thing the the 3ds had eight players and uh like the smash events where you you know play against 50 yoshis that was wii u this one was like oh we're playing on this map where uh you gain bonuses and then at the very end at the time's up you fight against other players like the subspace emissary stuff where you're like going around a kind of a 2d-ish map kind of thing um, yep, yep. That was pretty much kind of the same thing, except you build right. up stats and everything that would carry on until the final battle. Or maybe it was battle. closer to Melee, uh, the way Melee had their story mode stuff that you could do. Uh, anyway. i just as soon pull off Paper Mario Sticker Star before Smash Brothers. I know a lot of people don't like Sticker Star. I do. I, I think that game's cool. I thought you hated I... Sticker Star. <laughs> Have you no, come around? Well, it's, not, it's not my preferred Paper Mario for sure ah. uh it's more of an rpg paper mario than a lot of the bullshit they threw at us uh like the super paper mario on on a wii which is not a paper mario game at all um and and some of the other the color splash that they had on the wii u which is an rpg but i don't think is very good sticker star i think was interesting mm-hmm. at least and personally i think i like it more than these mario and luigi games um but mm. I, I probably, I probably just as likely would say I think we can cut all three of those games: Mario, Luigi, Paper Mario, and Super Smash Brothers. I, I really, my mm. argument with Smash Brothers is that that game is available somewhere else and better, and and that's not necessarily yeah. a fair yeah. argument because we're talking about the 3DS specifically. But and it was a very great Smash Brothers game for it, a it was. Game. It was a very good Smash Brothers game. But because we were coming off Brawl that had the tripping and all that bullshit, and this one fixed that. It had a <laughs> yeah, it had a very yeah, good roster. Um, uh, Not as good as a single player game as Brawl, I, I think. But... What also hurts it for me is that uh, you've got. The, the nub on the new 3DS just did not feel very good. I know you don't have to use that to, to play the game, but it still didn't feel great to me. Um, if you didn't have a new 3DS, the game ran like garbage. It was very slow to load. And in fact, that's like one of the games they yeah. featured when they showed off the new 3DS is like, look how much faster Smash Brothers loads. And it's like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It is a night it, and day It really difference. is. Uh, so there was like a noticeable difference pressing the home button to get yeah. to the home screen. Like, just. I, I love yeah. Smash Brothers, but right. I, I don't think it's a good 3DS game when compared to other games that I think are much better 3DS games. I love Smash Brothers. I love this Smash Brothers. I just don't love it here. That's fair. Okay. I, you convinced me. I'm going to cut all I'm going to cut all three cut of these. Okay. Uh, personally, I think I think Monster Hunter Stories has to show up here and I would probably put Fantasy Life up here as well and then I kind of don't have uh, an opinion on the other f- five games, four, four, okay. four, five games, four, one, two, four games. I haven't played Monster Hunter five Stories games. or Fantasy Life, but I heard. Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter Stories is is I think just a really fantastic RPG. You're, uh, it's it has some weird randomness in there where you're, you're you kind of you're taming a monster, 
and the monster fights on your behalf, but then you also are fighting next to them. So you kind of have two characters that you're worrying about. And the monster has uh, kind of a mind of its own. And there are different times where if you build up enough trust over the course of a battle, you can command them to do a very specific move. But it is kind of rock, paper, scissors. And it's interesting that you kind of have to hope that your monster knows what you're going for. So you, you can use the, the rock, paper, scissors stuff and some of the uh, status effects and things like that to try to, um, to try to combo things, but you kind of have to hope your monster handles it. And I, it's mm. weird. It doesn't feel great in the combat system, but collecting all the monsters is really fun. The, uh, it had some really great amiibo that you can only get in Japan that, that came with it that are, that are very, very cool. Um, and it was, I, I mean, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, but I really like these character designs. And I think they did a really cool job with that. If if you haven't played it, and if you don't think it's necessarily your thing, I'm I'm not I'm not. It, it would hurt it would hurt me to see it go, but um, I I guess I could understand. It's it's tough. I, I I'd say put it. It sounds interesting, and I'd okay. say put it. In. And Fantasy Life, uh, I think Fantasy Life is. Fantasy Life is super cool in that it's an RPG where you can kind of do anything and the game allows for that. That it's a it's an RPG where you don't have to fight at all. You can you can decide to to sew clothes, you can decide to cook, you can decide to go fishing, and those are totally viable ways to play the game. And then you can also say, okay, well I want to be a hunter and I want to go out and, and fight monsters and and level up in these different jobs you're you're just the one character you don't get any party members or anything but you can go into these different jobs and complete different different objectives to get better at those different jobs and so like i can you can you can specialize into one thing if you wanted to but when you combine things together it's like okay well i'll I'll work on my blacksmithing now now i can craft better armor and now i can use that armor to go out and be a better hunter or I can just focus solely on the hunting and then buy armor from uh, whatever blacksmiths I find in the different if the different areas. Hmm. But so options and variety. Yeah, it's so much variety. In fact, it's too much variety because it's it, it's overwhelming all the different <laughs> things you can you can do in that game. But it's it's just so quaint. It's it's like they put a JRPG into Animal Crossing, and it's. It's huh. really cool. I, I wish this game would get more attention. I wish it would have gotten ported to something else or they would have made a sequel to it. Uh, but it's it's just, it's this really, really pleasant experience. And I, I mean, it's not, it's not one I would necessarily fight for, but I, I remember mm. it very fondly, uh, despite also remember remembering being frustrated by it at multiple points but it it still has a a warm place in my heart um so i don't think that one's as much of a lock for me as something like monster hunter stories so it looks like we've got six games here and four spots now to fill okay i i forgot two uh gunman clive gunman clive 2 and kid icarus i didn't play gunman clive 2 so i'd probably just put the first gunman clive i only play yes i i'd say the same it's it's a very very good, like Mario, uh, Mega Man style kind of 
yeah simple game done as a western uh, uh with a lot of surprises like fighting a train yeah, and things I, like I think that what bummed it's, me out is that it it reminded me so much of sunset riders because it's a cowboy mm. and it's a side-scrolling shooter but it's it's not it's not sunset riders and and it that's is not a sunset riders it's very different from sunset um, riders what about Kid Kid Icarus like, Uprising? I just, I just don't what are your like thoughts? I do not you like don't? that game. Not not like not nope. the writing, not the the humor, not the action. I I liked I like flying. Mm. I like the um, I, I like the uh, the uh, space harrier style gameplay. And then you get on the ground, and I think that gameplay is like shit. Yeah, it definitely is hand crampy, especially so, if you don't totally have the, hand the crampy. Stand that stand is stupid. I have that stand, and it's stupid uh the it does have like a card game thing that goes with it that's that was kind yes, of interesting like a like a side kind mm. of interesting i i don't know i just i liked i liked the script and i liked the just the humor they added to kid icarus which was something they were kind of lacking in mm-hmm. those past games uh even though you got a credit card in the original <laughs> in the original kid icarus yeah, you had I a credit that. card matt is is kid icarus uprising uh, one of the 25 best uh 3ds games I leave it. I leave it solely yeah. up to you. If you think it's there, I'll I'll give it I to you. I put it. Hmm. Uh, I'm just like looking at these last five games and anything we missed, and I'm just like, yeah, I think it belongs on there. <laughs> All right. All put right. it on the top. Put it up there. So now we have three spots left. I can never spell uprising for the life of me. It's not even a hard word. What the hell's wrong with me? All right. I know. <laughs> Uprising. So I'd probably take off Gunman Clive. It's a good, it very good. like indie indie game that is just Super really really good. Too. And I I think both of yes, them are on the like, like I think both of them bucks. are on the Switch now. So you can play those yep. versions, which hopefully feel a little faster because man, they just felt so slow on the 3DS. They're fun, but they're slow. All right, let's look at let's look at Crimson Shadow and Attack of the Friday okay. Monsters. Which do you think should belong? Well, I've only played one of them. Um, I've only played yeah, Attack of the true. Friday Monsters, which we've done an episode on uh, with you and me, which mm-hmm. was very fun. Um, and I really like that game. It's just it's so it's very just low key and yeah, chill. I like how chill it is and a really the, good story. The card game is bad, uh, but the but the, it's okay. the cards it's look cool, um, and that that tempers it a little bit. I I think the story is kind of all over the place i i start to really like that game we talked about it on that episode but i i like what it's doing mm-hmm. and then i think it fumbles it in a similar way to firewatch um and mm. and that bummed me out a little bit but i still think there was something cool about this uh this very relaxing game where you're just kind of going around this very small town crimson shroud i i get the appeal i like rpgs i like rolling dice i like those systems um I, and I haven't played it, so I can't I can't speak fully to it. I've watched some videos on it. I've seen how much text there is in it. Uh, that doesn't necessarily turn me off. It just turns me off when I'm trying to watch a video on it because that's not what I'm there for. Um, mm-hmm. it, it plays it plays very poorly on video in that there's no character animation really that it's all it's all this dialogue. No, it's all stiff, but it, it, none of that feels fun. I think that's by design. It's absolutely by design. Um, but it just makes it a poor video. But I, I'm sure that having that kind of D and D experience is really cool. I'm, I'm, 
I'm willing to give you that one. I'm I I'm happy to put that one up there. I just let's say let's do for our last three: Crimson Shroud, Fantasy Life, and do you want to put WarioWare Gold? Uh, I want to hear the arguments for the other two games that we haven't mentioned. Um, so we got a uh, Metopia in one thousand and one. Right. One you nominated, and the other I nominated. Um, I'll I'll take care of. I'll talk about Metopia pretty quickly. Um, we talked about that Find Me game on, for the Street Pass, and I think that was popular enough that Nintendo decided, like, oh, maybe we should make a real game out of this, and they did, and it was Metopia. Mm. And um, this also kind of comes off the heels of Tomodachi Life, which we did not have on our list yeah. anywhere. We had it on the big list, didn't we? Um, yep. Yeah, we didn't nominate it for yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I think, I think but... Tomodachi Life is cute, but there's just not enough there for me. Um, but Metopia tr- did like it, it put two and two together. It said, here's an RPG that has some of those Tomodachi life elements where you can bring in your friends to be the rest of your party. And isn't it funny when, uh, these kind of random events happen to them? It, it almost, it has like an organ trail feel to it where, you know, you let the mm. computer kind of roll the dice and decide what happens to your friends as you're on this journey. And, you know, maybe they kind of fall in love together uh, maybe, maybe like one one person really disappoints you by being a coward and running away. Maybe some person like gets really courageous and they they come they come in and they uh, strike the final blow or something. And and a lot of that stuff I think is really cool. Um, that game that game starts out really amazing and then you kind of see the seams at some point where you're getting a lot of repeated events and. It, it it starts to really bum you out how thin it is but i think for a while that game is really really incredible and mixes that find me mixes that tomodachi life into something that is both a game and a fun little toy and i really respect it for that but i don't think it's top 25 material mm. let's see well 1001 spikes that Hard. is Kind of like, <laughs> yes, it's a masochistic platformer. I would say, I mean, you can play that on a lot of other systems, especially sure. like PC nowadays and things like that. It's, uh, I mean, we remember saw Jonathan Blow talk about it at the, the story time at PAX East one year and how he appreciates that game and how it flows and it's like level design and how it works. Platforming. Like despite, despite being a, hard, dig a, despite lot about being a hard game, it has a smooth difficulty curve. It's just that it starts hard and gets harder, but it gets harder in an interesting yeah. way where they're continuing to just slowly layer in mechanics on what you're doing. And that, that stuff is cool for yep. sure. I've never liked these masochistic games, but I've, I enjoy watching people play this one. Same here. And I enjoy playing them. It's just, they get really hard and you get really hand cramped. I just, I feel like mm, you kind of can play this at other places. And it just like, it just came out on the 3ds kind of first at the time. Uh, Unlike shovel Knight, though, I kind of have more of a fondness of shovel Knight on the 3ds itself. So, I'm kind of like of these, I'm leaning more towards warrior gold or attack of the Friday monsters. I think that's fair. How many do we have? Two spots left. Is that what it is, or just one? Uh, just one, I think. Yeah, one spot left. 
Uh, all right. So, so really, it sounds like the choice is between gold and and Friday monsters. Um, yeah. It's a tough call for me, honestly. I, I'm. It sounds like you're leaning more towards gold. A little bit, but I do appreciate what Attack of the Friday Monsters does. Like, you don't see many of these kind of very laid-back games yeah. anymore. I think that's what I love about Attack of the Friday Monsters is how different it is. And I think it's it's in really stark contrast to something like WarioWare Gold, where it, that game is literally bringing back previous games. Although, I mean, we, we talked yeah. about the, the influences of Attack of the Friday Monsters and the team that made it and how they've done the My Summer Vacation yep. games, which are very similar to the way this game plays and the way this game feels. So, but this it has does kaiju. Have kaiju. It does have monster cards. It does have Baro Baro like stuff. Like <laughs> the the yeah the beyond fan, beyond the fantastic um, chance. Let's give it to attack. The that would make monsters. me feel better. I I I love yeah, you. I love you. Warrior Gold. Great compilation of WarioWare games. What's the best WarioWare game? Would you say? Uh, Do you think it's gold just based on having all of it, or is there one that you feel like you'd have a stronger feeling towards? I mean, I like the GameCube one just because, like, the multiplayer aspect is sure. a little easier That's to get a mega get micro people games? together around a TV. What's it called? Yeah, me- Mega okay. Micro Games or something like that. Uh, but I also like Twisted just because it just that concept of just yeah twisting a Game Boy to play these games just they made such a creative and touched is so touched good is pretty too. good i i didn't like the it's just like gold just gives all that together it's like if it if it only had that like multiplayer aspect of like one of the home console mm-hmm. games because uh, it's just fun that way i with think other for people. me it's twisted i honestly i really like diy too um i i like oh building, yeah yeah i forgot about DIY. i like building your own. some of those those level or those mic- micro games um, I, I only made mm-hmm. a couple cause it, it really was harder than it looks to, to make some of those things, but it gave me an appreciation for those and downloading other people's stuff. And, and also you just use the buttons for that. There was no touch. There was no twist. Um, so I felt like it was, it was back to its roots kind of. And I think you got some really mm-hmm. cool yeah. levels based on those things of just hitting the right buttons at the right time. Um, but twisted twisted was a really fun time for me as well I, I think i would like touched more if it didn't have the microphone action in there as well all i want's the touch stuff um, <laughs> like i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to blow blue. on my ds on a bus that's just i don't that i don't i can't do it i can't do it <laughs> how else are you gonna blow out these torches just, in zelda i'm not gonna do it that's what i'm that's what's gonna happen all right matt we have 25 okay. games here we have a Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds, Fire Emblem Awakening, Mario Golf World Tour, Steam World Heist, Steam World Dig, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon: Shadow Wars, Pocket Card Jockey, Pokemon X and Y, Super Mario 3D Land, Mario Kart 7, Pushmo, Box Boy, Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, Animal Crossing: New Leaf, Shovel Knight, Bravely Default, Kirby Planet Robobot, Dragon Ball Fusions, Metroid: Samus Returns, Picross 3D Round 2, Monster Hunter Stories. Kid Ergos Uprising, Crimson Shroud, Fantasy Life, and Attack of the Friday Monsters of Tokyo Tale. I think that's probably in a pretty good order, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, almost surprisingly well. I Let's put Kid Ergos at number 25. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's That seems to be the most contentious uh, of this. Uh, no argument here from me. 
put that at the bottom of the list. Get that out of the way. Uh, save number one for yeah, last. Yeah, I, I just guess, have to. I have to go in. I can't. I can't write. I think I can write twenty five. It just doesn't. It's weird. It, this working on Dropbox yeah, no. is not is not going to Dropbox. Be fun, so. Um, yeah, I, I think based on just us having uh, differing opinions on a lot of these last chunk of games, I think most of them, I think basically Dragon Ball Fusions and Down, I'm not saying that's the order they necessarily are in, but there's a chunk that's, mm-hmm. I don't think any of those are really going to change. Uh, I think I think they're going to be in, uh, do you think not. any of those goes above um, Kirby Planet Robobot? For our combined list, like I would certainly put Dragon Ball Fusions way higher, but I know that's not going to play here. Yeah. So I think Robobot's like the last one we really agreed on. Yeah. So if we do like twenty-five to twenty, just as kind of is Precross, Monster Hunter Stories, Crimson Shroud, Fantasy Life, and Attack of the Friday. Yeah, Monsters. and I mean, I think we can come back and talk about where those belong, but yeah, but I think I think somewhere they all. Actually, let's do that now. Like, if we know that those games belong the way they do, oh god, this is gonna be terrible. Um, <laughs> oh man, those format. Uh, I'll I'll take care of the format. You start you start thinking about where these yeah. games should kind of go. Well, let's see. We already said Kid Icarus is twenty five. I'd say probably next would probably be like Attack of the Friday Monsters at twenty four. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Personally, I'm going to want you to knock Crimson Trout down, uh, but I think you want that higher, so I think <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair to put Attack of the Friday Monsters at 24. Maybe maybe Crimson Trout at 23, then. Okay. This is kind of working. <laughs> um, Want to take a, a five minute break just to, so you can form no, that? No, I, I think we're good. I think number list. Okay. Uh, uh, in respect to in respect to you being here, I think I'm not going to try to argue Dragon Ball Fusions much very high on on this here. So I think um, I think we can move up, pick Cross 3D Round Two and Metroid Samus Returns, and then mm-hmm. leave. Dragon Ball Fusions, Monster Hunter Stories, and Fantasy Life in the order that they are, and then we can call yes. that the the list for for that chunk. Twenty so, to twenty five. Yeah, we'll we'll feel good about that, and then we'll move on to the games that probably matter more than these. There we go. Yeah, if I do it that way, it works much better. Wait a minute. Sounds like a good That's bottom base. That's nineteen to twenty five. Oh no, you've you've destroyed my numbers, Matt. <laughs> Did I? What? There we go. No, you just destroyed wait. your numbers again. It's what is it? What? How the <laughs> hell does this work? I don't know how that's happening. Oh, for people listening, it's like his numbers are jumping from like one okay, to six there we go. There to we seven go. to eighteen to twenty-five. So okay, Metroid Samus Returns is eighteen. Kid there Icarus we go. Uprising is twenty-five. We'll uh, we'll continue on from there. So, 
Uh, do we put Planet Robobot above Metroid Samus Returns? Um, or is that a spot for Bravely Defaults? See, I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking personally, we need to knock Pocket Card Jockey down. Um, uh, I, no, 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 no. That's a that's a top ten. That's a top ten. I think Azure Striker Gunvolt gets knocked down. I think Animal Animal Crossing okay, probably gets could... knocked down. Um, I, I I think Animal Crossing's a top ten. Really? 3DS okay. Game. For its importance, I I would put Azure Striker at okay. seventeen. As a striker too, I think that is a a solid pick for an uh, <laughs> if if it Dropbox ever agrees yeah, to your the, formatting. The numbers will will work the numbers out. It'll be fine. Um, um Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. You think that's a a top ten or a top fifteen? See, I feel like that's a top fifteen. Okay. I, I think okay. the. I think my, I think there's like some bias that can come in because Fire Emblem is there and it's like, oh well, if you get a turn-based ta- turn-based tactics game, it's Fire Emblem, right? It's not Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, but I think that game is also really good, and mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to discount it just because we have a better turn-based or turn-based tactical RPG on the list. Let's say like 16's Kirby Planet Robobot. I think I'm I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay, okay with that. And I'd say 15, maybe Mario Kart 7. Ooh. Or is that that's a that's Ooh. a very high on your? I hmm. I'm trying to think what I would put under Mario Kart 7. I mean, I still would wouldn't put Pocket Card Jockey, of, but I'm going to give you that games, one uh, at this point. The, that that it that is that is going in the top ten. That I, is, I think, very I, high I think on we my can list. Say Shadow Wars <laughs> is fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Okay, I, I I think that's a good, solid place for a very solid tactics game. That they should they, do they should. more That'd of. Maybe. I would be totally down for it. Like there's a lot of awesome Tom Clancy characters that could be put into a turn-based strategy game. I'd love to play as Ding Chavez. Okay, Matt, let's let's help help me out here. Yep. What's the lowest you'd put Pocket Card Jockey at? Uh, <laughs> the lowest I would put it at is God, number no. one. No, get that? out of here. I, for you, Chase, I put the lowest. I put it as number ten. I'll uh, I'll begrudgingly accept that. Okay, okay. It's wild. That is wild that that game. I, it is so I don't good. Doubt. I want to play it right now. That's it's wild. so good. I might play a little before I go to bed, depending on we're at three hours yeah, and twenty minutes guess, right it's, now. Guess what? It was a long Whew. episode. Uh, all right. No, well, we're, we're almost there. So okay. now we have to put uh, four games. Fourteen to fifteen. Uh, ten, we have so. ten to fifteen here. We have four games that we need to put in between Pocket Card Jockey and Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. I think I think Steamroll um, Dig, Animal Crossing New is yeah. is in there is somewhere in there. I think. Um, I, Bravely I think Default. Bravely Default's probably in there. I think 
Box Boy is probably in there. Mm. And I think... I guess I think New Leaf is probably in there as well. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, put those three in there. Okay, so we'll, we'll dig uh, at 14. Mario Golf World Tour? Ooh, yeah. Mm. Let's let's put that instead of Animal Crossing. Okay. So okay. Steamroll dig at. Oh God, it's totally messing up my my formatting here. I think eleven's good no, for Steamroll dig. It's fourteen. It's fourteen. Get out of here. Get out of here, Matt. Uh, okay. Uh, for, okay. Uh, mm. So it's very it was, game. It was Mario Golf was uh was our number eleven. World Tour. Yep. Okay. Spell World Tour, uh, our. Tw- Why don't they call it World Toad? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, Steamworld Dig at two no, twelve. Steamworld Dig at fourteen. Have that we fourteen. Just oh, fourteen. Putting the other ones in. Oh, yeah. you just have um, so we've got Bravely Default and um, what was the other one? Box, Box Boy. Boy. That's right. Um, I'd say Box Boy. I, Bravely Default. I think Default. I agree with that. Like not in my heart, but in my head. I think in my heart, it's <laughs> Fox Boy Bravely Default. Uh, we have two games with exclamation points in them, in their names. We do. Interesting. We could have had another one with uh, two exclamation points and uh, two question marks. No, sorry, three exclamation points and one question mark. Uh, hey, Ice oh, King, why'd you right, steal our right, garbage? Right. Let's put that as the honorable mention. Sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, everything else is an honorable mention. Who cares? Um, fair enough. Fair okay, enough. so we have we're down to our to our final nine here. Pocket Card Jockey takes the tenth spot, Oof. and we have nine more games to talk about uh, and and fulfill the order. Zelda: Link Between Worlds, Fire Emblem Awakening, SteamWorld Heist, Pokemon X and Y, Super Mario 3D Land, Mario Kart 7, Pushmo, Animal Crossing: New Leaf, and Shovel Knight. Um, I think I think the next three, the the nine, eight, and seven in some order should be shovel knight animal crossing and mario kart yeah yeah uh hmm. i don't think i have a preference on the order of those games let's just put it in mario kart animal crossing shovel knight just in that order and we can we can finalize what position we want to put it in Maybe we can bump up Pocket no. Card Jockey just a few. Just no, we a cannot. Few it would be kind above. of funny if Mario Kart Seven was seven. That was that. That would be hilarious. But also, but also Super Mario Three D Land see. is not going to be three. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, it's not. I hope not. <laughs> Something would have to go wrong. No. <laughs> okay. Steal thy shovel. All right. Getting down to it. Uh, I'd say Pokemon XY at six. I think because you're here, yes, that probably does happen. If you weren't here, that game would be way higher. Yeah. Really? It's a good mm-hmm. Pokemon game. I'm not Johnny or Bobby, it's... but... I'm not a maniac like Bobby going through every Pokemon game. You know what? It's the last great Pokemon game. Even after Let's Go, that, Pikachu, that Eevee, and Sword and Shield? Um, 
I appreciate oh, I appreciate okay. some of the things it's doing, but I, that game is not that good. Uh, Sword and Shield <laughs> is fine. It's it's better than Sun and Moon, but fine. it's not it's not amazing. Um, I mean, okay. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is also pretty good, but that's a remake, so I it's hard to it's hard to count you that the count same it. way. Uh, but and I, I'd still probably say X and Y is just yeah. X and Fresher. Y was the the last great Pokemon game. I'm I truly yep. believe that. Um, all right, I I uh, think Push Mode Five. Yeah, I that's I would almost put Super Mario 3D Land there, but I I'm kind of between like those. I do Push Mode then Super Mario 3D yeah? Land. Yeah, 3D Land at four. Well, that's then that's not having it. Uh, if we're if we're if we're going oh, sorry. up the list, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going uh, up the list. Five, uh, four, Pushmo, Super Mario 3 that. Land. That's not my preference. Let's just put it there for now, and we can, you know, I'll, we can I'll... see how it's see how this lists out in final form, which might not even be its yeah. final form. Uh, and honestly, like I think we we're both in pretty strong agreement of the top three games here. I would you would you say I yeah I know you uh, want Pocket Card Jockey at number zero or whatever the fuck, but. Um, these three games, A Link Between Worlds, Fire Emblem, <laughs> Level Awakening, minus and one. SteamWorld Heist, I I think those are truly the top three games of, of the 3DS. No question. Let's do one, two, three and look at this whole uh-huh. list and and see how, how it looks on paper, mm-hmm. digital paper. Because uh, I have very little problem with those top three. It's right. just the order. The order is because. Um yeah i'll i'll tell you i know it's it's not the popular decision but i would say uh it should go number one awakening number two heist and number three a link between worlds see that i'm kind of leaning on that although i'm kind of wanting to put heist as number really kind of i uh, i like your oh i like your thinking so good really like your thinking like because i but there's a small section of me that wants to put Awakening as the crown. It's definitely the one I've spent the most time in, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, same. <sighs> see, I think SteamWorld Heist would be super fun because I think anybody who's listening to this, prob- one, probably hasn't played this game because it's it's the certainly the least played game of the three. Um, kind of. You can get it can, on everything now, though, like. From PlayStation 4 to I'm, Switch. I would still bet it's... Beyond I would still Vita. very much bet that it sold fewer copies on everything combined than either one of these other games. Yeah. Um, but it, it is amazing. It's incredible. We didn't even talk about it. Like, this it, is the time for us to talk about it. Let's I, talk about SteamWorld Heist. Yeah. I, like, when, when that game came out, it's just like, oh, we're going to do a... You know, instead of doing another, like, Metroidvania-ish mm-hmm. kind of roguelike, we're going to do a turn-based 2D... It's a turn-based tactical game, but it's on a yeah, it's, it's on a it's like, like a, a profile view instead of a top-down view that you yes. normally get out of these games. It's got um, it's got a Yoshi's Island style sway to to the guns when they're shooting. So even though mm-hmm. you get a laser sighting with some of the guns, you can upgrade the weapons to have like longer laser sightings or better accuracy. And it's really interesting and... when you have other games in this kind of genre, like a like something like XCOM that gives you percentages, hit percentages. And this game doesn't have that. It is it is skill-based. 
in that you if you control mm-hmm. that sway correctly, you can hit every shot every time. You can bank yeah, shots. The banking and get it. is it's so, cool. so satisfying. You can collect the hats. hats. Are fun. The hats are fun because they're a risk reward. If you go for the hat, it mm-hmm. means you're not doing damage to the enemy that turn. No, you got to shoot the hat off them and then collect it. It's pretty ballsy when you're like, oh, I want to get that that derby. And if you're hat trying right to get there, hats from but, like the bosses, uh, you you really need to like sacrifice a turn, potentially really screw yourself over just for this trinket yeah. that that doesn't do anything for that you. That doesn't it's do just, anything. It just it just looks, looks cool. cool. It's so cool. The the way that you can <sighs> really uh I mean you get some characters it, it reminds me of of Ghost Recon Shadow Wars cuz it it does have these characters that are kind of pre-fit to to fulfill certain roles and they just get better at those kinds of roles but they do have some yeah. uh some branching that you can do. You can give them different weapons. Um, you can play them in different ways, and I, I find yep, and get different. There's equipment. so many different things. Like there are different guns that you can get that you just might not find on any on a run. Um, mm-hmm. And the game has procedural elements where the the level level setups are different when you go into each of the of the missions. So it's it's a fun yep. game to go back to. Uh, in fact, I've been itching to go back to it. I have the Switch version, but just haven't played it. Yeah, I've been I've been looking every time it goes on sale, I get a notification. Hey, this is now five bucks. I'm like, ah, but I have it on 3ds, so I can just play it there. But yeah. it, it probably looks so much better on it the does. Switch. It does. I have this game for 3ds. I have it for Vita, and I have it for Switch. Uh, and I've beaten it on 3ds <laughs> and Vita. And I got the DLC on the Vita. I think that's what the thing was. I first played it on 3ds. Then when the DLC and that extra character came out, I got it again on Vita mm-hmm. and beat it there. And then I bought the Switch version that has all that stuff in it and haven't played it again, but I'm so excited. I almost bought too. a physical copy on it's, Wii U. <laughs> it's incredible. It's such a good game. It's. <sighs> is it better than Awakening and A Link I mean, Between it's Worlds? not. It's Personally, it is. I love that game so much, but it is. It's, it's hard when it's going up against the giant that is The Legend of Zelda and and just like one of the cream of the crop games in in Fire Emblem Awakening that has been so personal to to both you and me and has has mm-hmm. led to this I I wouldn't I don't think I would like Steamworld Heist if I didn't have that history with Fire Emblem Awakening. Like I think Awakening really mm. got me to like I I said earlier you know, I'd played some of these games with something like Advance Wars, but it was Fire Emblem Awakening that really got me to to open my eyes to it and went, no, 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 these are the games you like now. This is this is the kind of gamer you are. And SteamWorld Heist came out and just solidified just that. Like these games are rad, and this one is doing some really cool, interesting things mechanically. Um, but you can't ship your characters in SteamWorld Heist. There's there's no rabbit I mean, girl in Steamroll. I don't Ice. know if I would ship Piper with anybody. She's <laughs> her own. She's her own robot. She commands a ship and she yep. goes her own way. She's, There's some she's really good music in Steamroll Heist I, too. Yeah, Steam yeah. Power Giraffe does like some some tunes for that and just adds so much flavor to the world. It directly connects to the other Steamworld games um, in a post kind of way uh, since Steamworld Dig Two. I'd say. Uh, yeah, Matt, three. I think the answer here is Awakening 1, Zelda 2, uh, Heist 3. 
I I think that's I, that's I, the order. It would be I think it would be impossible for us to put uh, Zelda at one, Mo- mostly because we already didn't put it at one when we did our best games of 2014. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Even though it is it is one of the best portable Zelda games you can play. I totally agree. Although. N- Name me a bad portable Zelda game. Uh, Maybe Spirit Tracks, I, but I haven't played, even then, I haven't it's played not Spirit terrible. Tracks or Phantom Hourglass. I would probably say I'm not the hugest fan of Minish Cap. Um, I play a bit of that, and it's it still plays like a Zelda game that still sure, looks great, yeah, yeah. plays like uh, a great game. But I didn't I didn't play it portable. I played but, it on the Wii U. Uh, Se- Seasons and Ages uh, are both great, even though they're made by Capcom. And then a Link. Yep. Uh, uh, Link's Awakening. Link's is. Awakening is still just such a breakthrough game for the yep. original Game Boy, but we're not talking we're about not. Link's Awakening. We're talking about a follow-up to one of the best Zelda games, yeah. Link to the Past, which I think, Link which I think worlds, is which the best is Zelda just, game that I've played anyway. It's just like the, when you start off and it breaks off the main world into like chunks and everything, kind of put me off in a way. But then you can you can go out of any dungeon in any order. Yep. And I went through the hardest <laughs> dungeon with just four hearts, mm-hmm. that ice dungeon. And oh my God, the soundtrack to that game is just like leaps and bounds. The arrangements they do and the... the I think it has, a, it has a good twist to it too that I, that I won't spoil here, but it has mm-hmm. a, a really good twist. Um, but I mean, yeah, you have Hyrule and Low Rule. It's uh, <laughs> a good Matt, play on words, it's, obviously. It's, Princess yeah. Hilda. I mean, we didn't we didn't put uh, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds as our top game of 2014 because what game did we put as our top game of 2014? I believe that was no, Steamworld Heist. No, it was Fire Emblem Awakening. No, what was it? Oh my God! <laughs> yes, shit. That was. Wait, wasn't Fire Emblem no, Awakening 2013? I think we 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 talked. Oh about that yeah, earlier. you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, outside yep. of the show. Yep. Um, all you're right. right. You're right. It's been it's been three and a half hours. Totally, I get it. And we're we're done. We're done. But I'm going I'm going to ask you. Are we done? Let's look at this full list. I'm going to read down this list one to twenty five, and you tell me if there's. I mean, pocket card jockey. You tell me if there's anything glaringly incorrect here, (laughs) and I think I think before Uh, you say anything, uh, you thinking that pocket card jockey is getting robbed is me thinking it is overachieving in a way that is unfathomable. So I think that one is... I mean, if no, we just swap no, Pushmo and Carcet no. Card Jockey, I would be I very happy. I think it is locked into number 10, and you are lucky. You are fair lucky enough, fair to enough. have it there. <laughs> All right. Oh, if I had Drew Scanlon if with only, me right now... Then Final Fantasy VI would be, be the me. number one 3DS game, despite not being on the 3DS. <laughs> That is it's not a, a it's bad, a, hey, it's a great game, opinion. not on the 3DS. Uh, might be the best Final Fantasy game, which is saying. Some might say, saying. some might say. All right, we have number say. one, Fire Emblem Awakening. Number two, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Number three, Steamworld Heist. Number four, Super Mario 3D Land. Five, Pushmo. Six, Pokemon X and Y. Seven, Mario Kart Seven. Eight, Animal Crossing: New mm-hmm. Leaf. Nine, Shovel Knight. Ten, Pocket Card Jockey. Eleven, Mario Kart or uh, Mario Golf World Tour. 12 box boy 13 bravely default 14 steamworld dig 15 tom clancy's ghost recon shadow wars 16 planet robobot 17 azure striker gunvolt 2 18 samus returns 19 picross 3d round 2 20 dragon ball fusions 21 monster hunter stories 22 or 21 monster hunter stories 22 fantasy life 
23 crimson shroud crimson shroud it is been three and a half hours hasn't it um 24 attack <laughs> of the friday monsters of tokyo tale and 25 kid icarus uprising uh, i do i do like Ooh. that little chunk there from 20 to 22 that's just like here chases random ass rpgs that nobody's played <laughs> and then kid icarus uh, uprising man. um all right S- sounding out that list and I know how much we talked about how Steamworld Heist is so inventive on its genre, um, but I kind and how important Steam uh, codename Steam mm-hmm. is. It wasn't even the best name with Steam in it that year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I remember making that joke before. Um, I would probably yep. bump up Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars above Steamworld Dig but I think I'm okay mm. with the rest of this list the way it is. If you disagree, I'm fine leaving it the way it is, but is... I, I, don't, mind, I don't mind that flip between 14 okay. and 15. I think that that is a, a solid, yeah. solid list of 25 amazing games that you can get yeah, on the 3DS. I mean, how many of these have we done? Some of them exclusive. Have we done episodes on. I did a SteamWorld Heist episode. Oh, let's a see. A Super Mario 3D Land episode. Um, a I did a Mario Kart episode that that covered all of them. Uh, yep. Shovel Knight. You did a uh, Advance Wars episode that you talked yeah, a lot about Fire Emblem right. Awakening with one mostly, Jeff Grubb. It was Grubb. mostly Awakening, even though it was about Advance Wars. Yeah. Um, uh, Attack of the Friday right. Monsters. SteamWorld uh, Dig. Kirby Robobot. Planet Robobot. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, so that's kind of it. Yeah. Lots of great games. Others have been like mentioned in our top, you know, Certainly. 10 of the year, end of the year Certainly. game lists. But yeah, I, I, I uh, can't wait to potentially do some episodes whew. on these other games. Um, yeah. Matt, it's it's been a long, a long arduous task to get to this point. But I... Still not as long as some of our other... <laughs> episodes here but man this, always this a pleasure was a pleasure uh i'm now very much scared of doing a ds episode because it would be longer than this oh that good lord hell. or a game boy advanced yeah, episode or uh a... you know if we did game boy is it game boy and game boy color are those two separate things you know a lot of people put them uh... together but you know what do you do because there's enough Game Boy Color games that you Maybe, can make your own. But there are also like Game Boy Color games exclusive. that have Game Boy functionality, like Pokemon Gold and Silver. Like this is not important <laughs> to the conversation we're having right now, so we'll not have it. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. <laughs> well, I want to know what our zone games are the top twenty-five oh. of all time. Tiger Electronics, our yes, zone. We must know. Game.com. <laughs> Tiger Electronics. Game.com. Game. Um. All right, we we have a list of 25. Uh, For people who listen to this, I'm sorry, but also if you want to reference this list again, we will be putting it up as a text post that you can read. I think Matt and I are also going to put up uh, personal lists of ours that are our favorite. So many games, maybe it'll be 25, maybe it'll be less. Um, But Maybe with a little blurb here and there of some of the top games. I I think that'd be kind of cool. We covered a lot of that here, but on the show, but it's nice to have that in written form as well. Um, You know, thank you all for listening. If you've listened this far, Uh, please write in with your own thoughts. If there's something that uh, you feel like we missed or something was robbed, or you think the pocket car jockey was just way too high, which I totally agree with you on. Or you think it was way too low. I think that, but that's fine. 
Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a lot of fun, Matt. I, I would look forward to doing another one of these with you. Uh, probably a long time from now, <laughs> once we've once we've fully recovered. <laughs> maybe maybe by that time we can do the top twenty five of Switch games. Oof, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> There's too many oh. games. Uh, Matt, please uh, tell me where the internet can find you. Anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on that you want to mention? Well, we forgot about Epic Mickey and the I Power hear that of game's Illusion good. Uh, for three D. Isn't that game it's good? Like, it's uh, like it's, it's not it's, terrible. Yeah, it like it's, takes it's, it's, the Castle of Illusion it's games a good, and kind of tries to do something similar. Yeah, you have to jump and then press down to get enemies yeah. instead of just jumping we, on them. We forgot uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. We forgot Chibi Robo Ziplash. Uh, yeah, and, we forgot uh, Hey Pikmin. Uh, we, yep, I mean we mentioned yeah, Theater Rhythm, yeah. uh, which uh, is a good, I, good thing. Uh, but I if you want to hear, a, I did have Persona uh, Q and Persona Q two. Oh I, yeah, I, Devil I, Summoner uh, two. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of RPGs we just completely hate, missed out. I hate Etrian Odyssey games, but those came out, and that's also why Persona ha. Q and Persona Q two did not show up on this list. Because fuck Mystery Dungeon or not Mystery Dungeon. I also don't like Mystery Dungeon games, but uh, Etrian Odyssey's not. Oh, anyway. Yeah, what, uh, you're breaking all those entry and What do you, what do you got going on? There. What uh, what should people point to? I, I I've got nothing going on. Just been staying at home, like, uh, like everyone good, should like be good right now. Person, good citizen, like a good citizen, staying home. Uh, but you can catch me online. I'm on Twitter at Jiggysan, G I G G Y S A N, and uh, yeah, just been. Uh, just chilling. I always plug my friend's podcast, Tyler Abstracts Abstract Japan. He does a music focused uh podcast uh, that is uh just music from japan that is more than just your average j-pop although i've been singing a lot of city pop tunes Ooh, from the yeah. 80s i've got uh, I've 70s gotten caught and beyond some of those youtube youtube whew. things that are just like here's 50 minutes of japanese city pop enjoy it and I'm like all right yeah no so, problem it's it is so, so good it's so so, it's good. so good get that very, fusion going very jazz cool. fusion baby uh but yeah, check that out, abstractjapan.com. Check out my friend's episodes he's been doing. He got a whole episode together of uh, when he moved to Japan in the apartment he lived in, had CDs left over, so he did an entire Whoa, episode of all the CDs he had. that would have been cool. There was, uh, 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 what's the, Yute Hakari uh, one, not Simple and Clean, the one oh, from Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm not going to be any help to you on that one, buddy. I'm sorry. That's a good song, though. <laughs> uh but yeah he yeah he does a lot of episodes like that uh and uh yeah like him haven't been going to shows because there, are no shows. there aren't yeah. any going on right now like anamanaguchi got canceled uh, coffins got canceled uh james taylor got canceled yeah, everything's canceled cancel culture you know, what are you uh, gonna do are you guys are you guys <laughs> opening back up in boston or is the lockdown still in effect there stay-at-home orders I mean, it's the staged. It's the staged mm-hmm. reopening phase starts Monday with like you know churches, uh, other uh, semi-essential businesses, uh, stores, retail stores can do curbside come Monday, and then if trends continue in a good way, then you know more things can open. Of course, everyone is talking about yeah. the new normal. Uh, n- not the awesome album by Still Gold, which was ahead <laughs> of the game last year, but. Uh, yeah, not to be confused by the new abnormal by the Stokes, but you know, must be nice to live in a. Uh, yeah, that's what everyone's nice talking about. Must be nice to live about. in a responsible state. 
you know, Missouri, they, they're trying to open us up uh, a little quicker than that. We're, we've technically been open for, for a bit. And uh, I know I'm supposed to be going back to the office June 1st. Uh, but mm. my work is thankfully really cool about people and kind of what they feel comfortable with. Um, so we're we're going to kind of phase it in and see what happens. And, uh, you know, I obviously hope hope everyone's staying safe out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, please be responsible. Stay totally. safe. Be smart. And just uh, you just wear a mask when you're out in public. Just uh, I know. Yeah, whatever. I know it's just weird. Like smart. I feel weird every time I go out like that. But I would feel weirder if I got the coronavirus. So it's it's just a, yeah. It's a nice thing to do for other people around you to feel safer, and it's also keeping you safer as well. So just do it. Um, anyway, uh, for this podcast at GOTG Podcast on Twitter, uh, GOTG Podcast. That's not it. Gamers on the Go gamersonthego.com is the uh, gamersonthego.com is the website Um, there's an email address but I don't remember what it is I think it's gotgpodcast at gmail.com but I don't don't trust me on that one Um, anyway thank you again Matt for for coming on I'll have you on again soon probably to talk about one of the games on this 25 list uh, because there are a lot that Uh, that really got me excited Um, and also pocket card jockey I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding um you should play it. Yeah, you should uh, play it. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Everyone play Pocket play card, card Jockey on your 3DS. It's better than Codename Steam. Put that on the box. Put that on ah, the box. Ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> all right. There thanks, Matt, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. I hope to talk to you again very soon, and I'll see you then.